Good afternoon and welcome to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. As usual, I'm your host, Christian Zylstra, and once again, thank you for joining me here on KDCR today as we welcome you to our airwaves for the fifth game of the 2019 Dort University football season, where the Dort University defenders are finally back at home. That's the downside of kind of starting the season with two home games. It feels like you have to wait forever to see the defenders back on friendly grounds, but the good news is that of Dort's 11 games this season, only four were on the road. And considering the defenders played back-to-back weeks at Morningside and Jamestown, defender football is officially halfway through its 2019 road slate of games, and it's still September. Our table setter to kick off this afternoon is another number. Today's number is 10. Dakota Wesleyan, Dort's opponent today, has 10 wins in 11 tries against the defenders. But out of those 10 wins, none of them came last year. That one loss came last year after... A couple of close games, a 5-point and 10-point margin in 2016 and 2017. The defenders broke through in 2018 and flew past the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers 50-23 to for their first-ever program victory against the group in blue from Mitchell, South Dakota. So you can imagine that Dakota Wesleyan, after winning the first 10 games against Dort, wants to avoid making the last year's loss a trend. And for Dort, well, it's all about trying to flip that 1-10 record on its head. But before we dive into today's matchup at Open Space Park here in Sioux Center, let's tie up some loose ends. First off, GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra will join us here on the Defender Football pregame show, as he usually does, and he'll bring us the GPAC Football Report. We'll also continue with our Dort Football Senior interview today. Today we'll go back to a Dort Football Senior interview segment from earlier this season. Starting defensive end Lou Desitel will join us on the Defender Football pregame show, and that interview comes from the days leading up to Dort's first win of the season. Also, by the way, if you've missed any of the previous Dort Football Senior interviews, you can check them all out, whether it's from this year or last year, at our website, kdcr885.com. And lastly, our halftime programming today features our Dort Athletic Alumni segment, Where Are They Now?, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. This week features a former Dort athlete who graduated from Dort back in the 1990s. And considering we spoke with Patty Timmermans, the Unity Varsity head volleyball coach a few weeks ago, it really is only fitting that we'd have Western's head volleyball coach joining us on the airwaves today. So joining us this afternoon on Where Are They Now is Tammy Verbeek. That means don't forget, stay tuned to KDCR at halftime to hear new episodes of Where Are They Now, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. I'm Jack to get you set for another Saturday of Dort University football right here on KDCR. But before we venture into our discussion regarding today's opponent, Dakota Wesleyan, the keys to the game, you know, besides win, (laughs) and a few other items, let's welcome in GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra to the KDCR Airwaves as he brings us the GPAC Football Report. This is the GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, September 28th. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Chris Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On this Football Saturday report this week, we begin with our scoreboard, as we always do. Games played last Saturday around the conference. The afternoon games were as follows. Concordia defeated Hastings 44-0. It was Dort winning at Jamestown 41-16. Briarcliff at home doubles up Doan 20-10 the final. Morningside a winner over Midland 51-29. 
and Northwestern last Saturday night, a winner in Mitchell over Dakota Wesleyan, 52-7. Here's the week number four, Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week. On offense, Levi Sconhoven from Dort University at running back. The senior from Hospers, Iowa, set a new single-game rushing record for Dort, 298 yards on 35 carries for Sconhoven. Derek Tahowski of Concordia at linebacker is the defensive player of the week this week in the GPAC. In the win against the Broncos of Hastings, seven tackles, three for loss, two sacks, and an interception. On special teams, Braxton Williams, the kicker from Northwestern, is this week's player of the week. The junior from Fort Madison, Iowa, had 10 points on his own for Northwestern, a 31-yard field goal, and seven extra points in the win at Dakota Wesleyan. That's a look back at last week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Coming up after the break, we'll preview this week in GPAC football. The GPAC football Saturday report rolls on right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference is an affiliated conference of the NAIA, consisting of 12 private faith-based colleges and universities in Nebraska, Iowa, South, and North Dakota. Founded in 2000, the GPAC is proud of our academic and athletic excellence. Last year, the conference totaled 766 NAIA Dactronics Scholar-Athletes and 193 NAIA Scholar Teams. Since the league began in 2000, the GPAC has claimed 30-team NAIA National Championships. For more information about the GPAC, Visit our website, gpacsports.com, or follow us on Twitter, at gpacsports. The Great Plains Athletic Conference, academic and athletic excellence since 2000. It's the final Saturday of September for GPAC football. Let's get right into the schedule. All the kickoffs this week are at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We will start in Crete, Nebraska, where the Doan Tigers will host the Hastings College Broncos. Briarcliff travels to Seward to take on Concordia. Jamestown on the road to Orange City to take on the Red Raiders of Northwestern. Dort is back home. The defenders will host Dakota Wesleyan. And non-conference this week, Missouri Baptist University will play at Midland. In the GPAC football standings then, it's Morningside, Northwestern, and Briarcliff all at 2-0. Hastings, Dort, Concordia, and Doan are 1-1 in league play with Midland, Dakota Wesleyan, and Jamestown at 0-2. New NAIA football poll came out on Monday. Morningside remains number one, 17 first place votes. Northwestern moves up two spots to number eight. In the top five behind Morningside is Benedictine, St. Francis, Kansas Wesleyan, and Concordia. The complete poll for GPAC football is off our Twitter page, which is at GPAC Sports. Be sure to check out GPACsports.com for continued updates of all that is happening around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. The GPAC Fall Golf Rounds for the championships are underway. The men over the weekend and the women next Monday and Tuesday. Find those online at gpacsports.com. This has been your Saturday GPAC Football Report. I'm Corey Westra for the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Thank you very much, Commissioner Westro. Five GPAC games last week for this week with Morningside on a bye and Midland is hosting a Missouri Baptist in a non-conference game today. Dort did play a GPAC game last weekend, traveling up I-29 to Jamestown, North Dakota, to play the Jimmies up at Taylor Stadium. The first time, actually, the Dort football program took to the field up in Jamestown. So, why don't we uh, recap some of how things went down last Saturday. A quick recap between your Dort defenders and the Jamestown Jimmies. And folks, 
it's not often that a team wins by 25, and you can say that the game was probably even more one-sided than that. Usually it goes the other way, saying, hey, they won a lot by the end, but it was a closer game. But last Saturday, we had a game that, well, Dort won by 25, and yet the disparity was probably bigger. I mean, aside from three chunk run plays on the Jimmy's opening drive, the game really was all Dort University. And... You know, really, there's only one place we can start when it comes to Dort's 41-16 win last Saturday, and it's the run that set a program record. Schoenhoven breaks a tackle, breaks another one. He's still on his feet. He's got a convoy. It's Dodge. He's to the 20, to the 10, 5, plunging. Did he get in? They'll mark him down at the one-yard line, and what an effort by Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven was hit behind the line of scrimmage and then hit again at the line of scrimmage, and he rambles his way with Jake Dodge running interference for him, and Levi Schoenhoven nearing 300 yards. That was KDCR's Mike Biker on the call on KDCR, and that run from Levi Schoenhoven brought Dort down all the way to the Jamestown one-yard line. It would also be the final time Schoenhoven would carry the ball on the day, meaning he'd finish with 35 carries in the game, and a Dort football record, 298 rushing yards. It was Bryce Litka who previously held the record with 258 rushing yards in a win over Trinity Bible. Now, Sconehovens came in a game against a better opponent, and it really exemplifies his workhorse mentality. You know, I asked Dort offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo, what goes into a near 300-yard individual rushing performance? Well, I think the best way to answer that is uh, a 300-yard performance isn't possible without multiple guys. You know, so you have to have, you know, pretty dominant blocking at multiple places to have a guy uh, rush for 298. And so, you know, you start with the offensive line. I thought it was one of the most dominant performances I've seen here in my time at Dort. Uh, They did a tremendous job of getting uh, push and denting the defense, as as we like to put it, putting first-level defenders uh, into the second and even third levels at different times, and then also picking up different stunts and twists that Jamestown was throwing at them. I thought the O-line did a terrific job with that. Um, Our tight end is a position that's almost always at the point of attack, and so uh, you know Lucas Warner was that guy for us last week. He did a tremendous job as well in blocking, and then the guys on the perimeter too allowed for Schoenhoven too when we ran option plays and pitched him the ball because he was you know his runs if you look at them weren't just inside the box there are also several plays on the perimeter those guys did a good job of blocking allowed him to be untouched for a while before you know he saw the first uh, tackler uh, approach him and, and then Levi obviously Levi just played tremendous he gets stronger as the game goes on uh, that's something we've known about him his best run of the day was his last run of the day and um, you know on that 65 yarder that he had at the end of the game you know, he's just a tremendous leader in our program, has tremendous work ethic, a lot of toughness. Our guys look up to him. I know our, our guys love blocking for him, and uh, I was excited to see him have such a great performance on Saturday. Okay, so Dort dominated on the ground, it dominated in the trenches, but the pass defense really came to play too. I mean, only three completed passes allowed all game for 29 yards, and yeah, I think Dort football head coach Joel Penner was pretty pleased. For my own enjoyment, can you just say those stats one more time, please? Yeah, only three completions allowed all game yes. and only 29 passing yards. We've waited a long time to to see that kind of progress, haven't we? And the, the other stat that's that's awesome to say is at halftime, zero passes completed. You know, that's kind of been our downfall is pass defense. And how awesome it is to see the growth and the progress of our defense in that regard. Um, we've had some some games when we've been raving about run defense and and 
um, being able to, to shut down run games, but we've not had a discussion yet about statistically dominant pass defense, and this was as good as I've seen. So really excited about that. Um, if we can continue to, to move forward in our in that being a strength, then, then uh, our football team is, is really set up to do some amazing things in the back half of this season. A 41-16 Dort victory, and that score differential probably doesn't really do it justice for just how much control Dort had over that game. All right, so you're listening to the Defender Football pregame show here on KDCR. What do we have next for you? Well, it's time for our Defender Football pregame Dort Football Senior Interview. And this week, we're actually throwing it back to a conversation from uh, several weeks ago earlier this year. If you happen to miss this interview, it aired before the Waldorf game. So... Here it is. Joining us for our Dort Football Senior Interview on the Defender Football Pregame Show is none other than Luke Desitel. I'm Christian Zylstra here with your Dort Football Senior Interview, and joining us for the segment here this week is starting Dort Football defensive end Luke Desitel. Luke Desitel is a senior from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Luke, why don't we dive in here? You came to Dort from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls Christian grad, what stood out to you about Dort and the Dort football program during the recruiting process that you know, ultimately led to you committing to go to Dort? Yeah, so actually originally I was recruited by Gabe Elisario, the old defensive coordinator, and he got me here on a visit. And throughout that process, obviously the coaching change, and I met with Coach Penner and Coach Mingo. They're the only two who were hired at the time and took me out to eat. And basically they they told me about the the vision that they had for the program and and where they wanted to go with it and how they needed people to buy in and, and they gave me the image of a locomotive and you know you're either pushing you're sitting or you're pushing against and really if you're sitting on top of the locomotive you're you're adding extra weight and so really that vision I wanted to push the lo- locomotive and and I ultimately committed actually I was the first commit ever for coach Penner so oh, nice yeah with this being your senior season, what made this fall camp feel different than maybe some of the previous ones? Well, it, it didn't suck as much because it was my last one, and, and it, it had a little bit of a, a bittersweet feeling, a, a fact that, you know, it, it's fall camp, so it's obviously not fun all the time. But it was definitely a sense of, I'm going to miss this. This is going to be, I'm going to miss the guys. I'm going to miss the, the workouts. I'm going to miss the, the practices. And so even when it wasn't fun, I, I knew I was going to miss it in the long run, and and it was just a different feel this year. How would you describe? I know some guys take different personalities on the field compared to to who they are, you know, in everyday life. You know, whether it's as a roommate or a student. How would you describe Luke Desitel, the football player, versus the guy off the field? Yeah, so basically, I'm pretty much the same guy on the field and off the field. Uh, I'm pretty fun loving. Uh, even on the field, I'm trying to joke with the other team. I'm not trying to get – I mean, I'm a pretty fun-loving guy, so I'll joke with offensive linemen. Sometimes they take it well. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get mad at me. But I think it's it, it's fun. I play a lot better when I'm, I'm having fun. So, yeah, I, I just I just have fun with it. And, you know, football doesn't last forever, so I might as well enjoy it while you have it. You talk about football not lasting forever. What's kind of been the vibe like around this team and and as we kick off and we head early on into the 2019 season? What's the feel that you have? I, I have a, a sense of I, I need to prep for the future of Dort football more than more than myself. You know, I, I I've worked very hard to get where I'm at, but I need to take people under my wing for the future and and having this program get to that next level in the future. 
uh, is very important. And well, and we're going to get to the next level now. But these these younger guys need a little wisdom and 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 just showing them, you know, this is how you do things, and and this is how Dort football is, and how the standards that we hold, this is how it needs to be, and just showing them and taking them under my wing is very important to me. You're a senior, obviously. That's why we're talking to you here. But how important has the sport of football, this team, and this program been for you over the course of the past four years? Yeah, absolutely. I think this program, no matter who you are and, and how much you want to listen to Coach Penner, you will change for the better, and you will become you will know more about being a Christian man than you did before. And it's been a big part of my life to learn from, from godly men, as the coaches are, and just surrounding yourself with amazing people like my teammates. And I've kind of recognized this as my senior year on how how thankful I am for the people around me and the coaches just for leading me in the right direction and being able to become a, a godly man and really know what that means. Thank you very much, Luke. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Luke Desitel, your starting defensive end for Dort Football. Thanks again to Luke Desitel for his time and answers, and we hope it's a good, healthy day for him and really the rest of the Dork defensive line against Dakota Wesleyan. Well, it's about that time. Time to dive in to who exactly Dort's opponent is today, and that is the Dakota Wesleyan University Tigers. The Dakota Wesleyan Tigers hail from Mitchell, South Dakota, a town that's home to more than 15,000 residents and the world's only corn palace. But for the Tigers, today's game at Dort is no can of corn. Dakota Wesleyan is 1-3 overall on the season, 0-2 in GPAC play. The Tigers opened the season with a 33-30 double overtime loss at Dakota State, but they were able to bounce back the following week at home, a 44-0 shutout victory over presentation. But as we all know, you know, the GPAC isn't a piece of cake, and the Tigers would lose their next two games heading into today, a 47-0 loss at Briarcliff and a 52-7 defeat at the hands of a top-10 ranked Northwestern team. Dakota Wesleyan is led by head coach Ross Simple, who we were unfortunately unable to connect with prior to today's game. But the beauty of having several football coaches who'd study Dakota Wesleyan each season right on this campus, we have plenty of insight beyond what I'm just seeing when I see the Tigers play. So let's start off breaking down that Dakota Wesleyan offense, a program that under Coach Simple has had some elite offensive play, but it's come back to earth a little more over the past couple seasons. Right now, the Tigers aren't routinely scoring 40 or 50 points per game, kind of like what we saw when Dylan Turner held the reins and made those plays. But if you ask Coach Penner, you'll hear him say it here, and there are pieces in that offense that, well, they're slowly priming to erupt. You know, I think uh, Dak West's offense is primed to get better each week. You know, anytime you've got a, a true freshman starting at quarterback, every week's going to be a little bit better. And so... Um, I think you watch the film even from early season to games more recently. There's been progress, so I think that offense is is getting closer to a spot where they're they're going to start to roll a little bit more and, and feel more confident. We have to do a great job of making sure that doesn't happen this week. That's really what we have to do. And with a variety of pressure packages that we have, coverage looks that we have, and ability to 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 confuse the run game. We have to do a great job mixing and matching those those calls to to try to keep that offense uncomfortable because I do think there's some explosiveness that's uh, kind of like the volcano thing. It's ready to erupt, and we just got to make sure it's not this week. 
So let's break it down roster-wise with some of the guys you'll see or likely see on the offensive side of the ball for Dakota Wesleyan today. On the offensive line, it's a pretty young group. Three of the five starters up front are either freshmen or sophomores, and starting from left tackle and moving toward right tackle, it's TJ Benton, Logan Bush, Brian Smith, Dawson Kurzman, and Ben Gustad. Now in the latest two-deep at quarterback, that is freshman Keel Nelson keeping his hold on the QB1 spot. Nelson struggled a little bit this season, completed 41% of his passes, and he's thrown three touchdowns to six interceptions. But a lot of true freshmen struggle in some ways, and so far, it looks like Nelson has the room from Coach Simple to learn and to grow into the quarterback position and into the quarterback that Dakota Wesleyan needs. His backup is sophomore Zach Lester. Now at running back, the usual starter and the guy that has the bulk of the yards and carries this season is Luke Loudenberg, and he's only 5'7", but he's dangerous. But he's also dealing with an injury. We heard from Coach Simple kind of earlier in the week that he would be out unless a doctor cleared him, and well, we haven't received confirmation on if he's cleared or not. So until kickoff, all we have to go on right now is that the leading tailback for Dakota Wesleyan is out with an injury. That means freshman Trayvon McDaniel gets to take those first snaps, and we'll probably see a little bit of Chayden Fitzsimmons out of the backfield too, whether it's you know a partnership or to spell McDaniel when he needs a breather. At the receiving positions, because Dakota Wesleyan only has 543 passing yards in four games, there really aren't any huge standout receivers so far. But, you know, you can read that stat another way. The positive spin on that for Dakota Wesleyan is they have seven guys with at least three catches this year, and three of those seven have hauled in at least six receptions. Spencer Newgebauer, he's the top receiver for Dakota Wesleyan, both in production this season and what he's shown previously. Freshman Tate Larson will also start at wideout, and Preston Emerson will man the slot while Parker Evans is your top tight end. And while the overall yardage might not be there, the Tigers are averaging over 14 yards per reception, so when they're completing passes, they're picking up yardage in chunks. Transitioning to the Dakota Wesleyan defense, one of the biggest areas of concern for Dakota Wesleyan over the past few seasons was on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, even during Dylan Turner's last few seasons, the Dak West defense gave up points. And so Dakota Wesley, it isn't unaccustomed to the shootout. But I know with Ross Simple, the head coach, also kind of being the head man on the defense, he doesn't want those shootouts. Last season, the defenders scored 50 points and racked up 461 yards on the Tigers. And Dort will look to repeat that effort today against an undersized front seven that wants to thrive on chaos. For fans watching Dakota Wesleyan's defense, uh, they would notice that the front seven probably are more undersized guys than, than a lot of teams have. What they have is tremendous quickness and schematic, I'm going to say chaos. They actually do a tremendous job getting off blocks and putting offensive linemen in awkward blocking situations because of all the slanting and angling and twisting and blitzing. And, and there's there's just a lot of, uh, you know, as we game plan, we're looking at this thing saying, well, some some weeks we're like so confident in a call because we know where they're going to be. We know what their rules are. We know how they're going to line up. Dakota Wesleyan, you just don't have that. You just have a lot of uncertainty. And so they're going to do a great job. Uh, they always defend inside out. They want to take away the inside run game and force the ball outside. So the teams that are scoring the most points are able to throw the ball. And that's been true for us. We've scored a lot of points the last two seasons, and we've done it with uh, some explosive pass plays. 
On the defensive line, the biggest starter on the front three is defensive end Alan Mertick, who weighs just 235 pounds. He's joined in the middle by Dominic Warmbean and on the outside by Emmanuel Christopher. At linebacker, most of Dakota Wesleyan's tackles come from the four starting linebackers. You have Cody Reichel and Tyler Wagner, who are your outside linebackers, and they're the second and third highest tacklers on the team. Ethan Galk and Zach Gores are your starting inside linebackers, and Galk leads the Tigers in total tackles, while Gores is sixth. Those linebackers also have two and a half of Dakota Wesleyan's four total sacks through four games. And in the secondary, this is the key matchup today. Dort wants to pass the ball. We heard Coach Penner mention some of that. They want to be more balanced, and it thinks there's some matchups to take advantage of on the outside. In Dakota Wesleyan, they have three interceptions this season in four games, and they start three upperclassmen and one freshman. Freshman Hunter Cordell and Brandon Slama take the quarterback positions, and then Jackson Deedy and Mitch Johnson are your starting safeties. Now, beyond those four guys... It's just underclassmen, freshmen, and sophomores on the two-deep. And the Dakota Wesleyan special teams, Tate Gale, has done the punting and the kicking for Dakota Wesleyan. He averages about 31 yards per punt. He's 4-5 on real goals this season, although his longest make is a 30-yarder. And against Briarcliff, Dakota Wesleyan had two kicks blocked, and they gave up a kickoff for a touchdown. So for Dakota Wesleyan's keys to the game today, the Tigers are going to need a big game from their defense. They're going to need to stop Dort running the ball because if Dort dominates in the trenches again, it's going to be a long bus ride back to Mitchell. And on offense, Dakota Wesleyan needs the backs to step up for the injured Luke Loudenberg, and it needs more consistency out of the quarterback position. What's the next step in improvement for Keel Nelson? Otherwise, we could see another dominant pass defense effort from Dort. Switching over to your Dort University defenders, good news. Dort has some big names returning from injury this week. Noah Clayberg, he's back. And so is Levi Jungling. Clayberg and Jungling are two of the most dynamic playmakers and athletes that Dort can put on the field, and they are both cleared for game action today. Now the keys for Dort on offense today, directly from the mouth of offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo, it's about balance. What I think they leave themselves susceptible to is while they're doing all this box disruption, I do believe there's going to be isolated moments with their defensive backs and our receivers. And, you know, I think in order for us to be successful this Saturday, it's got to be a little bit more of a balanced attack than what we had in the previous week. And uh, we've got to be able to make plays in the air. And I think we can create explosive opportunities by taking that approach. And for the door defense, defensive coordinator would not reference the team measure he uses to keep his team accountable and hopefully dominant. Every week we've gotten better at one of our game day goals at our do your job grade. Everybody has a do your job grade and you do your job at 72%, 82%, 90%, whatever. And every week it's gotten better. So I'd love to see that continue to go up because our effort is not dropping. Our effort is staying at a really, really high rate. And so when you can play a team with a really high effort grade, which our guys are already great at, and a really high do your job grade, that other stuff will take care of itself. So I guess to answer your question, a complete game, not a perfect game, but a complete game where we're really good in this and we're really good in that and we're really good in this and where people know that our defense is really, really good. So that's where we're at heading into today's showdown between the 2-2 two two Dort University Defenders and the 1-3 and three Dakota Wesleyan University Tigers. You've been listening to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KDCR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Don't forget, stick around at halftime and catch this week's edition of Where Are They Now with a former Dort athlete and the current Western Christian Varsity Volleyball coach, Tammy Verbeek. 
We're not far off away from kickoff here on a Saturday afternoon back at Open Space Park in Sioux Center. So that will do it for me. And with that, let's head across the street, catch up with Mike Biker for this afternoon's kickoff. Thank you very much, Christian Zalstra, and we are indeed across the street at Open Space Park at the football field. Dort versus Dakota Wesleyan, Great Plains Athletic Conference football action. Dakota Wesleyan will be kicking off. They won the coin toss. They have deferred their decision to the second half, and I'm joined alongside by Kyle Achterhoff and uh, the uh, Dort defenders. Since you saw them last, Kyle, 1-1 one and one in GPAC play, a convincing win last week against Jamestown. Battled number one Morningside and came up short, but uh, saw some improvements, I would say, over the last two weeks. I'll be curious to hear your impressions as today's game goes along. Uh, looking forward to it, Mike. I think, uh, as Coach Mingo mentioned, uh, just the, the job that the offensive line has been doing here recently is uh, a great improvement over early in the season. They keep growing as a unit and should be fun to watch. That first half against Kaiser, they were challenged, and uh, since then I've told people they seem to have risen to the challenge starting with the second half of that Kaiser contest. Here this afternoon taking on a Dakota Wesleyan team that has struggled as of late. They are surrendering over 30 points per game, but today a new day. Tate Gable will be kicking off, and the defenders are set to receive. Gable approaches. High end-over-end kick. That'll be taken. At the 7-yard line, out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, to the 21-yard line. And that is as far as the ball carrier will bring it for the defenders. Running it out for Dort was Ray Taronis, Raymond Taronis. And the defenders start out first down and 10 at their own 21. And for the defenders, a couple of faces on the field, a couple of numbers on the field that have been missing since week one. Number five, Levi Jungling, and number three, Noah Clayberg. Well, and Mike, that, the the excitement of those athletes being back on the field is is definitely seen, and and just the the uplifting part of that too, uh, the mental part with the rest of the team is going to be huge today. Levi Sconhoven, who carried the load last week, gets the first carry, gains two on the right side, nothing fancy. It'll be second down and eight. Second and eight, defenders inside their own 25-yard line. Pistol set for the defenders. Moving from right to left, that's Warner, the tight end. Rolling right will be Clayberg. Clayberg throws to the sideline. Pass is caught. Waiting for the indication from the official. It is complete. Out to the 32-yard line. And the defenders have a first down at their own 32-yard line. Roll out that time by Clayberg. Looked like he might have been able to run, but instead threw. And that was something Mango talked about, Coach Aaron Mango talked about was he wanted yeah. to see some balance. Yeah, and uh, run pass option. He had jungling on, open on the sideline for first down. Took it. Clayberg, the ball carrier. Clayberg picks up six on the play. Out to the 38-yard line. And the defenders facing second down and four. And can't say it enough, when you gain five or six on that first down, so many things open up for you offensively in terms of your options. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. You know, it just gives the offensive coordinator, gives Coach Mango uh, an open playbook. Clayberg in the backfield with him. Sconehoven to his left. Charlie Young behind him to the far side of the field, jungling. And also for the defenders that are wide out. That's Jake Dodge on the far end of the field. 
Rolling right is Clayberg. Clayberg's going to keep it. Turns the corner and is dragged out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. Short gain on the play. That'll set up third down and short for the defenders at their own 40. Yeah, again, you got the run pass option and, and defended pretty well on the back end by Dakota Wesleyan. So Clayberg just uh, tucked the ball and got as much as he could. First down, uh, pardon me, third down and two. Defenders need at least the 42-yard line for a first down. 20 seconds on the play clock. Offensive line for the defenders. Near side, Alex Hoisman, the left tackle. William Vanderwoude is the left guard. The center is Mitchell Van Regenmorder. Clayberg keeps it himself, gets to the corner. Don't know if they gave him forward progress out to the 42 or not. It's going to be close. Might be just shy of the first down. And might be time uh, decision time for the defenders right out of the chute. Looks like short by about a half a foot. And... Uh, Dort's not going to risk it. It appears that they will be punting, and uh, they are not going to go for it here on fourth down and less than a yard. Yeah, that's uh, just too much of a risk. They but, gave him a first but, down. Wow. Friendly uh, spot. I'm not sure how Coach Simple will <laughs> feel about that over on the far sideline. If I were him, I'd be asking some questions because I certainly thought they had to have at least the 42. They were shy of the 42 unless they gave them forward progress. But it certainly did not appear that it would be a first down, and now the defenders are going to call a timeout. I don't know if the play clock was winding down there. but uh, Well, when the, when the visiting team, who's and the ball's right on their sideline, and uh, when they see Dort's offense coming off the field and the punt team going on, you, you would assume that uh, the Dort staff has the call correct. But, hey, gave him enough for the first down. We'll take it. I have, seen going. <laughs> I, ha- I have seen those work against us. I'm a firm believer that they all even out at the end of the day, and we will see if that is the case here this afternoon. Today's broadcast made possible by Borensons of Boyden, handling gravel and excavation needs. On the web at Borensons.com, the dust settles. You'll appreciate their quality service. By Joe's TV and Appliance in Orange City, offering new and used appliances, grills, TVs, and now Serta mattresses. All back with service you know, guaranteed by Joe, and by Joiner and Zwart Dentistry in Orange City, offering comfortable, friendly, and modern dental services for a healthy, beautiful smile. So the defenders use a timeout. They've got two remaining. Clock has not wound down yet on the timeout. So they'll have to wait for that to happen. The officials are not going to let that happen. Now someone saw it. There we, there go. we go. Now it goes to 12.02. Those 60 seconds counting down on the scoreboard. So now they will reset the play clock. Crank it back into play. 12.02 remaining. First quarter. Dort and Dakota Wesley in first possession for the defenders. Clayberg looks to the sideline. 15 on the play clock. We are scoreless, obviously. Dort with the first possession of the football game. Dakota Wesleyan electing to defer their decision to the second half. Pitch left over to Sconehoven. Up the field. Left sideline. 50-40. 30. Blowers his head. Runs through a tackle. And Levi Sconehoven is gone for a 58-yard touchdown run. And the Dort defenders run the option, and Levi Sconehoven picks up right where he left off last week. He got caught from behind on a 64-yard yes, run last week, tackled at the one. Today, he would not be stopped. Yeah, and a great job by Clayberg running the option there. And, you know, with that threat of the run from the quarterback position, how Dakota Wesleyan defended that was 
Uh, probably as good as you could get, but uh, when you have a good running back taking the ball down the sideline, um, hey, great things happen for Dort. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after, and that is low. It's blocked back at him. Zachman picks it up, spins, and it's dropped inside the 10, and the Dort lead will stand at 6 to nothing. 6 nothing. our score. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Dort University football will be back with more right after this. 79-yard drive to start the game for the defenders. Zachman kicks off. It is taken by Negabauer at the goal line. He brings it out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, and is tripped up at the 25-yard line. And just getting a, stru- a shoestring tackle, that was Van Kickericks. And the defenders, that's Elliot Van Kickericks, continuing to have a strong freshman season at linebacker and special teams. And the defenders will send the defensive unit onto the field. Leading 6 to nothing, and Dakota Wesleyan will have their first crack at it. Kyle Nelson is your quarterback. He is a freshman, 6'4", 195. It's been a rough start for him, though. Six interceptions, three touchdown passes so far for the freshman. Yeah, whenever you have a freshman at quarterback, you're going to go through those kind of growing pains. Flares it out to the far side. Pass is complete to Preston Emerson. Emerson, eight-yard gain on the play, out to the 35-yard line. And that'll bring up second down and two. Looked pretty comfortable. Did Nelson delivering that far side to Emerson that time for an easy eight-yard pickup. Yeah, sometimes with a young quarterback, you just want to get him on the move. So a little bootleg action, a little throw on the run, a nice easy throw and catch. McDaniel is the running back. They hand it off to McDaniel. McDaniel bounces it outside, and he's going to be tackled after a five-yard gain on the play. Slowed up at the line of scrimmage but then was brought down by Sam Warner. Warner making the tackle. It'll bring up first down for the Tigers. First and 10 for Dakota Wesleyan. They're at their own 40-yard line. Nelson, the quarterback, and similar formation to what Dort uses. Slot receiver to the far side. A couple of wide outs. Handoff to McDaniel. No, they pitch it on the end around to Negabauer. Negabauer off to the races. He's to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, and tripped up from behind. Chasing him down was Nathan Cabongo, but Dakota Wesley in some deception with that last play. The end around ends up down to the Dort 15-yard line as Cabongo makes the touchdown-saving tackle. Yeah, and Dakota Wesley just taking, taking advantage of uh, Dort's aggressive run to the ball defense. Had a lot of flow going to the left, and the end around, uh, a lot of room to run, and Cabongo makes uh, probably a touchdown-saving tackle. Parker Evans in motion from right to left. Ball's down on the ground, and Dort, I was just going to say, now you either need to force a turnover or limit the damage to a field goal opportunity. Well, Dort doesn't necessarily force the turnover. Dakota Wesleyan misses on the mesh, the handoff, and the defenders fall on top of it, turn it over, and Dort gets it back at their own 19-yard line. Well, and for Dakota Wesley and having, having that youth from the backfield, uh, freshman quarterback, uh, freshman running back, um, you know, that, that timing, uh, even though we're in week, you know, this late in the season, you'd think you'd have a lot of those things figured out, but it's going to happen occasionally, and Dort took advantage. Clayberg, the quarterback, gets the snap. He's going to keep it himself on the right edge, and he is tackled after a seven-yard gain on the play. That time, uh, he was able to gain seven, picks up and sets up second down and three. That option play, there's so much reading and uh, so much freedom for the quarterback. uh, You've got to follow the rules, but uh, 
that time, Clayberg carries it himself for seven yards and just feels like that might be there unless Dakota Wesleyan makes some changes. Well, and, and so far, there hasn't been a single dive give. You know, everything in the run game for Dort has been outside, and even with the pass plays, it's been on a run-pass option getting outside the pocket. So we'll see if, if Dakota Wesleyan makes any adjustments. Sconehoven, the ball carrier, and Sconehoven out beyond the 35-yard line. He gains eight on the play, and there you had you wanted that you wanted that dive play up the middle, and that was good for seven or eight. Yeah, and uh, you know with with the type of defense Dakota Wesleyan plays, and and I think Coach Penner uh, mentioned it in the pregame, they're not big up front. They do a lot of slanting and trying to cause chaos, and uh, they're going to give up some big plays, and then they're going to make some big plays inside. Schoenhoven, the ball carrier, picks up four on the play, and that time looked like he was caught at the line of scrimmage, but his offensive line just kept pushing. He ends up with three or four yards on the pickup. It'll be second down and six. Well, and that was a good example. They did have a, a defensive end that kind of slid inside and, and got off a block and made contact right at the line of scrimmage. But, again, their lack of size and, and Dort's ability to just get push uh, got us, what, four yards. Murtick was that defensive end on the near side. Levi Jungling to the near side, the wide receiver. Clayberg, your quarterback, gave you the three offensive linemen on the near side. We'll get you the far side in just a moment. Clayberg's going to run option. Plants his foot. He's gone. 50, 40, 35, 20, 15, 10, 5, and dragged down at the five-yard line. Just cut off the angle. Did the Dakota Wesleyan safety preventing the touchdown was Adam DeYoung and Noah Clayberg inside the 10 down to the five-yard line. Yeah, and so far just being able to get outside and, and get to the edge uh, a few times, uh, you know, on on the long touchdown run, uh, they did get somebody to Clayberg, but on that one he just uh, took it himself. Justin Urquittis and Carter Baldwin. Fill out your offensive line for the defenders on the right side, the right guard and right tackle, respectively. Clayberg hands it off. Sconehoven. Sconehoven picks up a couple on the play. They actually mark Clayberg down at the seven-yard line, so Sconehoven is down to the five. It'll be second and goal from the five-yard line. Charlie Young will run the play in from the sideline. Sedort will go with an extra running back. Checking out is Hubelhorst. Dodge. And jungling still on the field for the defenders. Dort leading 6 to nothing. 7.40 remaining, first quarter of play. Clayberg, might have been movement on the line. Clayberg keeps it himself, looking to the end zone, throws it. Touchdown, Jake Dodge, five-yard pitch and catch from Clayberg to Dodge. And the defenders have a 12-0 lead pending the point after try. Defenders, looks like they will go for two after having that point after try blocked earlier. Noah Clayberg heads to the sideline. Now he retreats and heads back to the field. 25 seconds on the play clock. Defenders leading 12 to nothing. Trying to make it a 14-0 ball game with a two-point conversion try here. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. He's going to run option. Has the seam. And he is in the end zone. Two-point conversion is good. And the defenders lead it 14-0. 14-0 our score. 7.35 left to go. First quarter of play. Defenders lead Dakota Wesley and back with more in a moment. 
Zachman on to kick off. Defenders leading 14 to nothing, 7.35 remaining here in the first quarter. Defenders two possessions, two sustained drives, a couple of big plays to put them in scoring position. Negabauer will take it at the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Has a seam, 25-30. He's to the 35. Gets around Zachman, 40. Could go all the way. Placide, one man to beat, and Placide drags him down inside the 10, down at the four-yard line, and Dort's special teams giving up a big return, the first uh, first kickoff, and now an even bigger return, and Dakota Wesleyan just the charge that they needed. Well, and I know that's uh, that was something that Coach Penner was concerned about in talking to him earlier this week, that the Dakota Wesleyan special teams has, has been their strength all season long, something that they've really done well in, in both return games and, and kick block, um, punt block. Um, that's the strength of their team, and they, they took advantage of it there. First and goal for the Tigers down at the Dort 5-yard line. Rolling right is Nelson. Nelson, nothing there. Doesn't help his cause at all. David Kakmarinski and Brayton Van Kickerick in on the tackle. Loss of five on the play. Brings up second down and goal from the 10. Yeah, and a, a really good play by Kakmarinski there. He, he took away the outside and then ducked back inside to make the, the play on the quarterback to get the sack. Second down and goal to go. They mark it at the nine, actually. Nelson, the quarterback. McDaniel is your running back. Dort showing pressure up the middle. Fake the handoff. Throw it towards the end zone, and it is caught. Well, Placide was right there. Or was that Cabongo? Cabongo was right there. Looked like he was going to play the ball, and it's wrestled away from him. And Dakota Wesleyan is on the board. They trail 14-6, to pending the point after. That completion to Garrett Dieterman, his seventh catch of the year. And the Tigers are on the board, 14-6. to six. Yeah, and that ball was just floating out there. Cabongo just needed to attack it a little bit more. The, the receiver just kind of jumped in front of him and, and took advantage of, of Cabongo waiting on the ball. Tate Gale, the point after, 9 of 10 so far this season. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick, no good. Wide right. And the defenders lead 14-6 to with a kickoff coming. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Dort leads it 14-6, 6.40 remaining. First quarter, back with more in a moment. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. It's been a track meet thus far. Dakota Wesleyan has moved the ball into Dort territory twice. They've got one score to show for it. Dort has a couple of big plays to their credit. And they have a 14-6 lead. 6.40 remaining here in the first quarter. And so far, it's been all offense and special teams. The defenders back to return. Taronis and Reese Schnell. Gale puts his foot into it. Taronis takes it at his own three. Angling to the near sideline. Stops at the hash mark. And Dakota Wesleyan flowing to the ball and... uh, yeah, running north and south rather than east and west. And uh, for Raymond, just got to go upfield, plant your foot and go upfield and try to find a seam because uh, running side to side, Dakota Wesleyan really flowed to the ball very well that time on special teams. Yeah, you, you, just too much uh, east and west on that on that return. You know, At some point you have to stick your foot in the ground and get north and, and get as many yards as possible. 
Dort will take over. Poorest field position of the day thus far for either team. First and 10 at their own 13-yard line. Clayberg, three seconds on the play clock. Flares it out to Jake Dodge. Dodge, short gain on the play. Three-yard pickup. It'll be second down and seven as he's brought down on the near sideline. He's tackled at the 17-yard line. So a gain of four, it'll be second and six. Yeah, and when, when you have corners playing a long ways off, they're playing at about 10 yards off, and now they're cheating up a little bit more. You just take advantage of that and, and get the three or four, sometimes five, and hopefully break a tackle and, and make a short pass into a big gain. We'll not say this very often, but you look at the matchup on the far side, and uh, while Ben Hevelhorst, he goes a legitimate 6'4", he's got a big size advantage for on the far side. Pass complete to Dodge at the 32-yard line. Simple down and in. Tackle made by Nate Ruprecht, but the defenders have a first down at their own 32. Yeah, and you saw it on the, on the last touchdown, the run-pass option. This is just a, a quick pass game. When you have a quarterback that has ability to run, the, the linebackers never get into a true drop, and that opens up a lot of passing lanes. Clayberg to the 40-yard line, and he is brought down at the 40. Picks up eight on the play. It'll be second down and two. Second and two. Clayberg looks to the sideline for the play. Personnel a change. New running back for the defenders. That's Carter Skibout. First time we've seen Carter since the Morningside game. And we have movement by the Dort offense. Then Reagan Mortar did not snap it, and uh, it appears this is going to be a five-yard penalty against the defenders. False start against the Dort defenders. Pretty obvious when uh, almost the the entire offense moves, but the uh, center doesn't snap it. Uh, Probably missed... The snap call. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, I know everybody kind of turned and looked at Clayberg like I'm not sure who could hear him and who couldn't. Sure. So maybe it might have, it was just uh, the the sound of the, the cadence that uh, caused that one. Second down and seven now. So the defenders lose five on the penalty. 440 remaining here in the first quarter. Dort leading 14-6. Clayberg sends Schoenhoven in motion. Now he's going to run option. Clayberg up the field to the 40, to the 50. 45 40, 35, and dragged down inside the 35 at the 32 yard line. And for Noah Clayberg, that is another 30 plus yard gain on the play. He's going to be nearing 100 yards rushing already here this afternoon. Yeah, and the Dakota Wesleyan defense just not adjusting to. To Clayberg's speed to the edge because uh, they actually didn't have that defended too bad. Uh, it should have probably been a pitch, but uh, they're not able to get to Clayberg, and he gets around the edge and just uh, takes off. Is that a case where you have to gamble defensively, basically, and uh, try to outplay the speed? Yeah, and and uh, you know, defensively, do you want to? Who do you want to touch the ball? Um, I think eventually they want him to pitch it, so then you have to get somebody to Clayberg earlier. Clayberg completes the rollout to the near side. Jake Dodge, Dodge down to the 21-yard line, and that's another Dort first down. And Jake Dodge very simply found the yard marker, went one yard beyond, and Clayberg found him for relatively easy pitch and catch. 
Yeah, and I'll be honest, this has been uh, a nice nice thing to see is how well Clayberg's thrown the ball so far today. So Noah Clayberg completion to Jake Dodge. 3.30 remaining here in the first quarter. Clayberg has Schoenhoven to his left. Skibout behind him. Back to pass. They're going to throw a fade. Jake Dodge. Pass falls incomplete intended for Jake Dodge. Hand fight in the end zone, and the pass falls incomplete. That'll bring up second down and 10. Yeah, and uh, I think the Dakota Wesleyan defense got away with a, a pass interference on that one. The, the defensive back never turned to look for the ball, um, basically went right through, um, you know, our player trying to catch the ball, and, you know, that's a pass interference in, in any other league, I think. Kale Strong. <laughs> Kale Strong on the coverage for Dakota Wesleyan. Football at the 22-yard line of Dakota Wesleyan. Handoff, Skibout, Skibout, weaving his way forward to the 20. Uh, pardon me, to the 16-yard line. So uh, somehow picks up about five or six on the play. It's going to bring up third down in Dort. I would imagine four-down territory here. You can think about trying to get these five yards or so with two plays. Yeah, and and really a, a very good five-yard run by Skeeb out there. Good patience. With that small, quick defense bouncing around, uh, you have to show some patience and wait for it to open up, and he did just that. Taronis in the slot. Clayberg fields the errant snap. Rolling right. Pass towards Taronis. Ball pops into the air and falls incomplete. That'll bring up third down and five. Third down and five. Couple of players there in coverage for Dakota Wesleyan. Knocks that ball loose. And the Tigers trying to get out of this without allowing points. Dort facing fourth down and five at the 17. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Taronis in motion. They hand it off. No. And around. Here comes Jungling. Jungling gets a block. He's to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Levi Jungling walks into the end zone, and it was a thing of beauty as you saw that wall of three blockers for the defenders sealing off the sideline for Jungling to walk into the end zone untouched, and the defenders take a 26 lead on the end around. And on to attempt the point after is Zachman. Yeah, and now you've seen both teams take advantage of uh, the aggressiveness of the defensive units. Zachman, point after try, snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through, and uh, give Tyler Reynolds credit on that hold. Did not, uh, wasn't right there, and he was able to bring it down, and Zachman able to kick it in rhythm, and Dort takes a 21-6 lead with 2.29 remaining here in the first quarter. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Three possessions, three scores for the defenders so far. Dort leads it 21-6, 2.29 remaining here in the first quarter. The defenders already this afternoon, 207 yards rushing on 14 total attempts. End over end kick taken by Negabauer at the 5. He's to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Again has an alley to the 30. And finally it's brought down at the 34-yard line for the defenders on the special teams. That was Zayden Nicholson. Nicholson on the tackle. Nicholson 
Uh, they're pretty high on him in terms of a defensive player. Prepped at Atlantic High School. Pretty good speed. He was at the state meet in track and field this past year as well. And uh, he ends up making the tackle. And that's a lot better for the defenders at the 35-yard line. And that's where they'll force Dakota Wesleyan to start from. Yeah, much better. Uh, still too good a field position to start off a series. And I think that's something that Dort's really going to have to concentrate on here during the course of the game. Flare pass, left side completed over to Sorensen. Sorensen, play stretches out. He picks up 14 yards on the play before a two-string tackle near midfield. Stops his progress, but the Wesleyan Tigers, they have shown that they can move the football here with 2.14 remaining in the first quarter. Let's see if someone can make a defensive stop. Defenders, three down linemen, bring that linebacker to the far side as well, more of a rush end. Pass complete to Nagabauer, picks up 11 on the play, down to the Dort 40-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Tigers at the defender, 40. Yeah, at this point in the game, you, you wonder which defensive unit is going to make adjustments and uh, take away what the offense is feeling comfortable with. Dakota Wesleyan, I talked about Dort's offense. Dakota Wesleyan. Well, obviously, they had the big kick return to set up their first score. Handoff Negabauer, Negabauer to the 30, and he picks up down inside the 29, another 11-yard gain on the play. Tackle made by Dort's Elliott Van Kickericks, and it's first down and 10 for the Tigers at the Dort 29. First and 10 at the 29-yard line. Two receivers to the left, one to the right for the Tigers. Kyle Nelson, your quarterback, he's in the pistol, claps his hand, gets the snap, pass, falls incomplete, and that'll bring up second down on the incomplete pass in one of the few times we've seen Dakota Wesleyan misfire on a snap that was back to the quarterback. The only misfire we've seen really from them offensively has been that fumble. Yeah, and, and um, you know, the dirt. Pressure is what kind of caused that pass to go errant because they had a wide a receiver open on the flats. McDaniel in the backfield. They pass it out to him. He drops it. Pass well, a lateral. Got to play it. Pass falls in. Or the uh, In effect, it's a lateral thrown behind the quarterback. McDaniel picks it up, and he gains three yards on the play. David Kakmarinski almost gave up on it, but then chased him down from behind. Sets up third down and seven. Well, and I could definitely see what Kak Marinsky was seeing. It did look like a forward pass, and, um, you know, one of those that's probably too close to call, and so you play it out, and, uh, you know, it's backwards according to the officials. Nelson, back to pass. And the receiver, Sorensen, looked like he stumbled at about the 20-yard line, and, that threw the timing of that playoff. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down and six. And Dakota Wesleyan, you can't, uh, the way this is going, this point of the game already, I don't think you can settle for a field goal try. Right, and, and it's it's one of those tweener parts of the field. You know, Do you go for it here or do you kick it? And they elect him to go for it. Nelson trying to draw Dort off. Ten seconds on the play clock. Formation shift. On the right side is McDaniel, Nelson, and they're going to go quick kick. And he sails it into the end zone. I'm not sure about that, Kyle. They, they gained, uh, what, six, six yards. yards on the play. Um, 
Take a shot down the field, see what happens. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you question that one, especially, you know. You're at the 26. You're at the 26, and you have not stopped this Dort offense yet. So you, it, this could end up being a shootout, and if so, you you got to take your shot there and, and run an offensive play. I am not one to question strategy often because I know it's a difficult job, but you do the math on that one, I don't think that makes much sense. Noah Klaberg, your quarterback, and they'll reset the play clock. Klaberg, Sconehoven, and Charlie Young in the back. Charlie Young had a big game last week against Jamestown, ran for right around 100 yards as well. Klaberg's going to keep it, gets to the edge, very nearly breaks that, limited to just a 10-yard gain on the play, and he already has 122 yards rushing with 16 seconds left to go. In the first quarter. Yeah, and a really nice job by Sconehoven is just keeping his pitch relationship. I think at some point, either in this game or down the road this season, you're going to see Clayberg 10, 15 yards downfield pitch it and uh, result in a big play. Clayberg back to pass. Floats it up for jungling. Jungling unable to make the catch. Pass falls incomplete. That's the end of the first quarter. Our score, Dort 21, Dakota Wesleyan 6. You're listening to Dort University Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Team swap. End zones to defend. Noah Clayberg, your quarterback. The defenders, Levi Sconehoven behind him. 15 seconds on the play clock. First play from scrimmage. And they're going to run option. This is Clayberg. Clayberg tucks it. He's to the 40, 45, and brought down at the 49-yard line. And that's just a ho-hum 19-yard gain on the play with 14.54 left to go in the first half. And makes it look so easy. But part of that is the offensive line getting such a push and getting the blocks downfield that he's four or five yards down the field before... There's a defensive player close to him. Yeah, and there's a philosophy in the in when you run an option, um, you know. And I I've had different quarterbacks at different times running options, and you have the idea of you you give it till you can't, you keep it till you can't, or you pitch it till you can't. And um, you know, right now Noah's in the mind where I'm going to run it until I can't. They hand it off. This is Skibout. Skibout the ball carrier forty. Oh, he's one tackle away from breaking it. And grabbing on and holding on for dear life was Ethan Galky. And Galk makes the touchdown-saving tackle. Otherwise, Skibout with pretty good sprinter speed is gone for another six. Dort has it down, though, at the Dakota Wesleyan 35-yard line. And Galky was the last player for Dakota Wesleyan to have a shot at Skibout. Yeah, and just going away from the, the option game there a little bit just because you probably want to give Noah a break. Clayberg passes and... Again, that should be a wow. pass interference. The defensive back is not playing the ball at all. And uh, and you got to give the, the receiver has has to have an opportunity to come back to the ball, and, and they're not allowing that. So that's got to be a penalty. Hunter Cordell grabs on and holds Huvelhorst down the field, and it happened right in front of the Dort stands. And usually a pretty docile crowd, but uh, they are seeing the same thing we saw. Second down and 10. So Dort with the football at the Dakota Wesleyan 35-yard line. Hand off up the middle. And second effort picks up four yards on the play. 
That'll bring up third down and six. Dort needs the 25-yard line for a first down, and that was Levi Sconehoven on the carry for Sconehoven. He has had an equally strong first quarter. He has over 80, or he has right at 80 yards rushing for the defenders so far. Fake the handoff. Clayberg has a pitch man. That's Skibout. Clayberg's going to be spun down at the 27-yard line. Short of the first down by three yards. Four, uh, yeah, three yards. He's marked at the 28, actually. It's going to be fourth down and three. Yeah, not, e- not even a second thought here uh, for the Dort defenders. Coach Penner's going for it. Try to pick up this first down to keep the drive going. Fourth down and three. Heel the horse to the near side. Do- Jake Dodge lining up tight on the right side of the line of scrimmage, the offensive line. Fake the handoff, Clayberg. Back to pass. Throws it out into the flat. Pass is complete, but nothing there. Sconehoven's going to be stopped. No gain on the play. Actually, a loss of four on that slow developing screen pass. And Dakota Wesleyan saw that coming and a pass that was up in the air for quite a while. And Sconehoven really didn't have much chance to do anything with it. That'll turn the ball over on downs. Dakota Wesleyan takes over at their own 31-yard line. Yeah, defended really well by Dakota Wesleyan. It's tough when a team is playing man defense because uh, there's always that one defender that's to the running back in coverage and just couldn't get an offensive lineman on him to block him. The defenders leading 21-6, 12-44 left to play here in the first half. Didn't notice that big club that the Dakota Wesleyan offensive lineman on the near side has. He's got uh, his right hand fully encased. Nelson with the keeper. And Nelson gains seven on the play before he's tackled by Ashton Treshman. Treshman, the safety, coming up to make the stop, but a seven-yard gain on the play. That'll bring up second down and three. Second and three. Kyle Nelson, your quarterback for the Tigers, trailing 21-6. Pass complete to Negabauer. Negabauer. Breaks one tackle. He's brought down at the 45-yard line, but we do have a flag on the play at the 44-yard line of Dakota Wesleyan. Looks like the head linesman will confer with the referee and what this play call is. Let's say call offensive pass interference uh, to try to get that guy open. Um, I didn't see it, but uh, that's kind of the area of the field where maybe a, a receiver going on an out route set an illegal screen pick play and maybe grabbed on even. Well, the Tigers sensing it's against them walking back. Number 19, pass interference. Number 19, 15-yard penalty, repeat the down. So an offensive pass interference after a couple of plays where we thought we would have defensive pass interference, but an offensive pass interference, and that's going to be marked off against the Tigers. That's uh, 15 yards and brings up second down and 17, I believe, second and 18. 12-11 left to play, first half of action, 12-05 and counting now. Nelson, your quarterback. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Nelson sends a man in motion. That's Negabauer out of the backfield. Pass it off to Negabauer, and that time it is Connor Bosma coming up, making the tackle. No gain on the play as uh, he came in with a head full of steam and was able to knock Spencer Negabauer down. 
on his. He came into the game, six catches, 23 yards per catch average. Nothing there that time for him, third down and long. Yeah, great play by Bowsman. He actually played off of a, a block and was able to get to um, the tackle and, and make a good, solid open field play. Kyle Nelson, your quarterback for Dakota Wesleyan in their white jersey tops, blue numbers. Throws it over the top, and nobody is there. Pass falls incomplete. incomplete Closest person there was Jalen Placide for the defenders, the junior cornerback. And that'll bring up fourth down, and the Tigers will be forced to punt, and it'll be Tate Gale doing the punting. Tate Gale this season, a 30.6 yards per punt average. Nathan Cabango, don't go too deep. This will be into the wind as well. Yeah, I think Nathan might be a little deep. Hopefully they move him up here a little bit. Line of scrimmage is the 24. So 30 yards down the field. And a oh, short man. snap. And Dakota Wesleyan turns it over. And Dort with a short field. They will field the fumble. And getting on top of it for the defenders. That was number 38, Charlie Young. Yeah, it almost looked like he, he snapped it like they were running a fake. But... Uh, you don't want to snap it to some of those 280-pound guys that are in your shield. So I, I'm not sure if that was intended, but uh, definitely not where they wanted to go with it. First down and 10 at the Dakota Wesleyan 19, very near where the Dort Drive stalled out. Last possession, Noah Clayberg back to pass. He's scrambling back to the line of scrimmage, dodges a tackler, and is spun down at the 11-yard line. A lot of things could go wrong there. You could have ineligible men downfield. You could have a block in the back, and somehow the offensive lineman able to stay disciplined enough and not get one of those costly penalties. Second yeah. down and two. And, and they're going to want to stay at the line of scrimmage because at some point Noah's going to let that ball go. Handoff Charlie Young. Young inside the five, down to the four. That's a Dort first down. It'll be first down and goal to go with Dort leading 21-6, 10-37 remaining in the first quarter, in the first half, that is. First down and goal to go. Ball at the four-yard line. Clayberg has Sconehoven behind him. Charlie Young to his left. Clayberg. And he's going to be dropped at the three-yard line. Little or no gain on the play that time for Noah. It's going to be second down and goal. Well, an adjustment you've seen here so far is uh, Dakota Wesleyan is, is getting their, their safeties a little bit more involved in, in running straight to Clayberg at quarterback when he's running the option, and he's not quite getting the edge like he was earlier in the game. But, uh, you know, that, there will be some offensive adjustments to, to make up for that too. And obviously things get bunched up a little bit down in this uh, this part of the field. Second down and goal to go at the three. Handoff Charlie Young. Young second effort, and he stopped at the three-yard line. And that'll bring up third down and goal to go. Again, at the three-yard line, actually going to mark him for a one-yard loss. And now let's see if Dort goes with some misdirection possibly. That was uh, the, the antidote, if you will, the last time they had the ball in a similar spot. So Clayberg facing third down and goal to go for the defenders. Sconehoven and Young are the running backs. Jake Dodge is your wide out to the right side. Clayberg has a blocker and one player able to blow up the play. That was Dakota Wesleyan's 
Kale Strong. Kale Strong making the tackle. Able to drag Clayburg down after a one-yard gain on the play. And Brett Zachman will be on to attempt the, uh, the field goal. Zachman this year, one of four on field goal tries. He's had plenty of leg. Last week, down at Jamestown, had one that I could have sworn went through the uprights. It did not. This will be a 20-yard try. Reynolds is the holder. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick splits the uprights. And the defenders take a 24-6 lead. Dort turns a Dakota Wesleyan turnover into a field goal. And the defenders lead 24-6. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. And uh, I think maybe we are seeing lack of reps and lack of continuity on some of those plays inside the 20-yard line where the defenders... Just not quite as sharp as you would like to see with a few new pieces of the puzzle back here in week number five. Yeah, and, and even at that last run for, for Clayberg, um, just one block away from walking into the end zone, but a, a nice play by the, the safety for Dakota Wesleyan and slip sliding underneath the block and making the play. Dort kicks off. Dakota Wesleyan takes it at the 5 to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. 25 and Negabauer is brought down at the 26 yard line and that is where Dakota Wesleyan will take over first down and 10 and special teams gradually getting there it looked like he had an alley that time but uh, Dort special teams kick coverage able to stop him at the 28 yard line yeah a good adjustment Um, you know it's so easy on kick coverage to take the easy route you know if somebody's blocking you, you you just allow yourself to get blocked in one direction um, can't do that against a good kickoff return like what Dakota Wesleyan has going. Dakota Wesleyan send a man in motion. That's Nelson. He sends McGr- that's a McDaniel out into motion, and then Nelson keeps it himself, and there's nothing there for Nelson. Tackle made by, I think, Logan Fanning makes yeah. the stop. One-yard gain on the play. Logan makes a tackle, but the, the play was really made by Kak Marinsky. He did a great job of countering inside on the on the offensive tackle. Um, he, the quarterback had a lane. Uh, Kak Marinsky closed it and uh, made a nice play there. Second down and nine for the Tigers. Rolling right as Kyle Nelson. Nelson floats it over the top, and the pass is incomplete. And Jalen Placide is going to be flagged on the play. Arriving just before the ball, I think, and that may be, uh, we might have a personal foul called here as well. We will wait and see. I could not tell if he led with the shoulder or not. And everybody's acting like it's a spot foul, which it is not. Uh, <laughs> we got to back this up. This isn't the NFL, yeah, This boys. is a 15-yard penalty. Um, yeah, definitely a pass interference call. I would be surprised if they call... Um, a helmet-to-helmet, a targeting call, because it looked like he he went in with his shoulder um, on that play. This will be back. If it it plays out the way I believe it will, this is going to be back at the Dakota Wesleyan 44-yard line. Everyone went trucking down the field 30 yards, but uh, the original line of scrimmage was the 29. If it is pass interference, it'll be a 15-yard penalty, and it'll be first and 10 for the Tigers at their own 44-yard line, if it plays out the way we think it will. 
And we're not even getting an indication from the officials yet. No, the referee is over talking with uh, Coach Simple on the Dakota Wesleyan side. Now they do back it up. Are they waving off the penalty totally? or? Well. Okay, so then the initial call was going to be target. Oh, now they're marking off pass interference. It'd be good to just get a signal from the official at some point here. Yeah, and we will now, I think. <laughs> yeah, pass interference. So first and ten for the Tigers at their own 40-40-yard line. Dort leading 24-6, 7.33 left to go in the first half. Kyle Nelson, your quarterback. I don't think that, uh, well, Placide got there a little early, but not by much. Played it about as well as he could coming across the field. Nelson is going to get to the edge. He's to the midfield stripe, and he is knocked out of bounds. Inside the 45, down near the 44-yard line, Quentin Murphy, the safety, coming up to make the tackle. But Wesleyan now has it at the door, 44-yard line. First and 10 for the Tigers at the door, 44. Our next change of possession, we will fill you in on scores from around the conference. First and 10 for the Tigers. Kyle Nelson fakes the handoff. He's going to keep it himself. Gets around a, play, a defensive player and is brought down at the 32-yard line. That's a gain of 12 on the play. It's going to be first down and 10. Yeah, and Dakota Wesleyan really doing a nice job mix, mixing things up here um, and allowing their quarterback to run the ball and, and take advantage of some, some seams in the dirt defense. First down and 10 for the Tigers at the 32-yard line. Dort leading 24-6, 6.50 left to play in the first half. Nelson fakes the handoff under pressure, floats it up, and it's nearly intercepted. Connor Bosma getting out in front of the wide receiver, and that was Chance Sorensen who turns into a defensive back and wraps him up and knocks the ball loose. It'll be second down and 10. Second and 10 for the Tigers. Bosma very nearly picking that one off. Would have been his third interception of the year for the safety. Yeah, and did a nice job of undercutting the receiver. Just couldn't hang on to the ball. Sorensen, as the ball arrived, basically holding Bosma's arms at his side. Hand off Negabauer. Negabauer to the 27-yard line where he's tackled. By Quentin Murphy, it's going to be third down and six. Third and six for the Tigers at the door, 28-yard line. They need the 22 for a first down. Personnel change for the defenders. Looks like Lane Dominey comes in at corner on the far side. He will defend Garrett Dieterman. Also seeing... Chase Copeman's in for the first time for the defenders at defensive end. Negabauer, they fake the handoff to him. Instead, it's Nelson keeping it, and Kyle Nelson diving to the goal line into the end zone. Touchdown. Nelson with the carry after the faked handoff to Negabauer, and the Tigers make it 24-12 on that 28-yard touchdown run. 
28-yard touchdown run for the Tigers. Bring it back to 24-12. 5.53 left to play in the half. Tate Gale on to attempt the point after. Gale's kick is blocked. Picked up by the holder, Kyle Nelson, and he's brought down at the nine-yard line. And Dakota Wesleyan, 0 for 2 on point after tries. And the defender lead is 24-12. 24-12, our score. Back with a rundown of scores from around the conference right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Your scoreboard made possible by... Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center serving the community since 1991. Northwestern leads Jamestown 21 to nothing. Hastings over Doan 10 to 7. Dort leading Dakota Wesleyan 24 to 12. And we had a Concordia score as well. Last check it was Concordia 10, Briarcliff 0. That was about 20 minutes or so ago. So Doan trailing Hastings 10-7. A little bit of a surprise there, how close that game is so far. Gale, high, end-over-end kick. Taken by Taronis at the 20 to the 30. He's gone, but we've got a flag. Got a flag thrown at the 40 of the Dort defenders, and we'll see whether that... uh, That's an odd spot for that penalty flag to be thrown. And it happened as the play was happening. Right, I I assume it's some type of holding or block in the back, but uh, strange place for that to be thrown. It's gonna be it's gonna be against Dakota Wesleyan. Huh. No foul on the play. Play on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <I'm> not. <laughs> Why throw the flag if you're if you didn't see something, but I don't know. This is just an old coach who didn't always get along with officials very well. Talking. <laughs> there was there was no conference. There was no talking about it. It was just pick it up and run away. Yeah, just a never mind call there. Five forty-four left to go in the first half. Dort leads twenty-four to twelve. Noah Clayberg and the offensive unit for the defenders on the field. Fake the handoff. Clayberg pitches it. Skibout. Skibout gathers it in at the last instant and. Skibout looked like he was going to be caught for a loss of five. Ends up struggling back to the line of scrimmage. And sometimes those plays are the most valuable. So you're facing now second and ten rather than second and 15. Well, and, and Dakota Wesleyan is really screaming their, their safeties down in run support. and You know, you, you don't want to throw it deep every play, but you might have to here. Clayberg rolling left. Pass. Complete to Jake Dodge. Dodge about an eight-yard gain on the play. Has to go to his knees to make the catch. It'll be sec- a third down and two for the defenders at the 31-yard line. So good field position after the return by Raymond Taronis. And he took what you said to heart earlier in the game, get going east and west rather than uh, north-south. And he was able to uh, run it up the field. Yeah, a nice return and a nice job blocking on that one because he had a nice seam to run through. And, and like you said, he did, did get vertical rather than going towards the sideline. 
So third down and two after the completion to Dodge. Handoff ski bout. Trying to weave his way through, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. It's going to be fourth down and two. Fourth and two for the defenders. Well, let's see if the offensive line can maybe exert themselves here and impose themselves on Dakota Wesleyan's defense. Fourth down and two. Skibound in the backfield. Schoenhoven to the right. And we have a flag on the play. Flag stopping the play. I'm sorry, a whistle stopping the flag. A play. I don't see any flags. Oh, Dort took a late timeout. Dort called a late timeout. So a timeout charged to the defenders. That's their second timeout used. They have one remaining. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll be back with more from Sioux Center right after this. It's going to be fourth down and two for the defenders. Dort at the 31-yard line of Dakota Wesleyan. Now the last time Dort attempted a fourth down conversion, Dakota Wesleyan was able to get the stop. Clayberg running left side, turns the corner, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, and Jake Dodge running interference out front, occupying the safety, and Noah Clayberg into the end zone, almost untouched, a 31-yard touchdown run, and the defenders have a 30-12 lead. Yeah, and sometimes when you commit so many guys to stop in the run, if you if you just break that first line of defense, there's nobody in the secondary, and Dodge made a nice block downfield on the, the one remaining Dakota Wesleyan player, and uh, Noah was able to walk in for, for the score. Zachman on to attempt the point after. Dort leading 30-12. to 12. Snap is down. Knuckleball misses wide left. And the defenders lead 30-12. 3.46 left to go in the first half. It's been a shootout thus far. Dort's made just enough stops and got just enough turnovers. And the defenders lead it by 18 with 3.46 left to go in the half. Back with more after this. this brought- well, the Dort defenders, a 31-yard touchdown run by Noah Clayberg makes it 30-12. to we still have 3.46 left to go in this half. And Zachman is on to attempt uh, with the kickoff. It's taken by Negebauer at the 12-yard line to the 15 to the 20 to the 25-30. And he is dragged down at the 29-yard line just shy of the 30. And that is where the Tigers will take over first down and 10. And the tackle made by Sam Warner on special teams. And now Dakota Wesleyan will try to answer the Dort scoring drive with one of their own here to end the first half. This is really a critical drive because Dakota Wesleyan does have the, uh, they will be receiving the kickoff to start the second half of play. Dakota Wesleyan, Kyle Nelson, they spread things out. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Pass over the middle is complete to Tate Larson. Nathan Cabongo on the tackle. That's a gain of nine on the play. It's going to be second down and one. Second and one for the Tigers at their own 39. 3.20 remaining. They've got all three of their timeouts left. 
Yeah, and not in too big of a hurry quite yet, but because uh, I'm sure they're thinking we want to take as much time off the clock and not leave Dort anything to end the half. Yeah, if this drive would stall out, you don't want to have things swing the other way on you that suddenly. Parker Evans in motion from right to left. They hand it off, and nothing there that time for the running back, Travion McDaniel. McDaniel, nothing there. Gains maybe a half a yard. And now Dakota Wesleyan will use a timeout. I no, we've got, got a player shaken up. Yep. So player shaken up for Dakota Wesleyan with 2.50 left to play in the half. Looks like it's an offensive lineman, I think. I'm not seeing a number. They'll attend to him. As they do that, Sam Warner comes on. Colin Ostenink goes off. Also checking in for the defenders is Jessup Leakey, and it is not an offensive lineman. It is Parker Evans who is escorted off of the field, not putting a lot of weight on that one leg. As a couple of trainers from Dakota Wesleyan helping him to the Wesleyan sideline on the east side of Open Space Park. 240 and counting. First half, defenders lead 30-12. Third down and one. Nelson turns, hands, and that's a first down. Carry by Travion McDaniel. Picks up four on the play. It's going to be first down for the Tigers at their own 43. Yeah, and the Dort defense has to win first down here and put uh, Dakota Wesleyan in a second long. Um, they're just getting too many yards on first down, and it's making the, the drives easier to have a nice, easy second down call. First down and 10 for the Tigers. Let's see if the defenders can win a first down here. Rolling right as Nelson. Nelson under pressure. Hit as he throws. Pass. Sales incomplete. It's first. Uh, it'll be second down, so I would consider that a win on first down. Pressure applied by David Kakmarinski. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, but just trying to get uh, Nelson outside and give him that option of running or throwing it and uh, nice job by Kat Marinsky keeping his out, outside leverage and, and forcing the, the throw away. Second down and 10, and Dakota Wesleyan with the clock stopped. They like to call the timeout. Trailing 30-12. Thought maybe you'd be saving those for when the clock is rolling, but uh, they want to talk things over, and uh, maybe something special coming here. With just under two minutes left to play in the first half, it's 30-12. to 12. Yeah, and this is really an important down for Dakota Wesleyan that you know, like we mentioned earlier, winning first down for Dort, and, and they did. Putting Dakota Wesleyan in the second and ten really forces them to the importance of getting positive yards on this second down for Dakota Wesleyan to keep this drive going uh, is something that Coach Simple is talking to his players right now about. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Other football games happening in the conference today include Hastings facing Doan. Northwestern is playing Jamestown. We'll get you all those scores at halftime. Concordia leading Briarcliff 13-7. So uh, somebody woke the Bulldogs up in the last couple of weeks as uh, they now lead Briarcliff by six near the end of the second quarter in that contest. Yeah, Sec- probably finding a new identity over there, right? Probably took them a little while to, to get in rhythm and... Seem to be playing much better right now. 
Second down and 10. We'll be seeing Concordia later on in October along with Doan and Northwestern. Back to pass. Nelson. Nelson pass over the middle. Did he catch it? They're giving him the catch. 12-yard gain on the play. Connor Bosma signaling he thought it hit the ground, but uh, his opinion doesn't count for much. Preston Emerson on the receiving end of that completion. First down and 10 for the Tigers at the Dort 45-yard line. Back to pass Nelson. Nelson, pass falls incomplete. That'll bring up second down and 10. And there again, Kyle, I don't know if you saw it, but Parker Evans coming across the middle and uh, Brayton Van Kickericks very aggressive on <laughs> yep. the pass coverage, and nobody thinks anything of it. Keep playing, and that'll bring up second down and 10, and as long as you allow that to happen, the defense is really going to try to take advantage. Yeah, and, you know, he didn't grab on. Um, it was just a good hit, uh, throwing the timing off a little bit. Fortunate the ball wasn't in the air. Obviously, then it would have been uh, pass interference, but, uh, yeah, you got to get that uh, rhythm out of the offense. Second down and 10. Back to pass is Nelson. Nelson floats it towards the sideline. That's trouble. Then Kickericks drags him down right at the sideline, but the pass is complete to Chance Sorensen. And Dakota Wesleyan likes that matchup. Sorensen, a little more speed than Van Kickericks. It's a first down down to the Dort, 17-yard line. Yeah, just taking advantage of uh, speed difference, getting your slot receiver matched up against an outside linebacker and... Um, yeah, it's just tough tough for Ben Kickericks to stay with him uh, for that long. Defenders unable to shake this Dakota Wesleyan team entirely here in the first half. Clock stops as he went out of bounds. 133 remaining here in the first half. Pass to the sideline, complete. Short gain on the play. Bosma on the coverage of the completion to Emerson. Just a two-yard gain on the play. And that's going to bring up second down and long, and Dakota Wesleyan will use their second timeout. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Sioux Center right after this. 122 remaining in the first half. Dort leads 30-12, but Dakota Wesleyan is threatening. And as we talked about earlier in the possession, Dakota Wesleyan will have, and they'll be receiving the opening kickoff. As well, so this could be a big swing for them, and Dort's defense has not exhibited the ability to stop Dakota Wesleyan regularly when they have the football. Back to pass is Nelson. Nelson under pressure, throws to the end zone, and we've got a flag on the play, and this one's going to be against the defenders. This is going to be a pass interference call, I believe, and this will give Dakota Wesleyan an automatic first down. Those are all assumptions, and the preliminary signal is pass interference against the Dort defense. It'll be first and ten. Uh, pardon me, first and goal. We'll see where they spot the football. Yeah, we should be a, a half the distance to the goal here. Probably in between the seven and eight eight yard line. So first and goal to go for the Tigers. Now they are down to one timeout, so they can stop the clock once. We will see if that becomes a factor. As the day moves along, or as the this series of downs. Oh, they uh, they call they called that from the end zone, so oh, they put so the ball in the two. Well, that changes things. First and goal at the two for the Tigers. Dort leading 30-12. I think you got to be really conscious 
conscious of uh, Nelson keeping the ball here. He's done a nice job of running the ball. Send a man in motion. Flag on the play. This one's going to be against the offense and probably going to be a five-yard penalty, a procedure penalty of some sort. They were going to pass it to McDaniel coming out of the out of the backfield. So false start by Chance Sorensen. Five-yard penalty. That'll bring it back to the seven. First and goal to go for the Tigers at the seven-yard line. Well, this is a team that has really struggled on offense to uh, move the ball consistently, but today they have not. Uh, by today's standards, averaging 300 yards per yard, per game, both rushing and passing combined, uh, that's pretty pedestrian by today's standards. Back to passes Nelson. Nelson to the end zone. Intercepted by Placide. Jalen Placide goes airborne right at the goal line, and the Dort defense gets the stop. Yeah, huge play. Uh, obviously keeping the ball out of the end zone, but also with a minute and 11 remaining in the half gives your offense a chance to, to maybe put some more points on the board. Minute 11 left. Dort has one timeout remaining, and that is the second bullet Dort has dodged deep in their own territory. Got a fumble recovery back on Dakota Wesleyan's first possession, and now Jalen Placide with the interception for the defenders. That's his first interception this year. For the corner, Jalen from Oakland, California, Jr. Dort's offense on the field. First and 10 at their own 20. Back to pass is Clayberg. Noah, pass. Incomplete for Dodge. Would have been a 12-yard gain on the play. He was over near the 32-yard line on the far side of the field in front of the Dakota Wesleyan bench. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. It'll be second and 10. Yeah, and back to the interception, you know, he wasn't wasn't in man coverage there. He was an underneath defender and uh, showed his vertical leap as he went up for the ball. He went up high for it. I thought it was Cabongo initially, but it was Placide. Here's Clayberg with the carry. Clayberg gets a block. That's Alex Hoisman down the field throwing a block. The left tackle getting out quickly. Out to the 41-yard line. So Clayberg with under a minute remaining. They'll get the uh, sticks set. 55 seconds and counting now. Dort has it first and 10 at their own 41. They've got one timeout remaining. Clayberg, back to pass. Under pressure, we've got a hold as well in the backfield, and this one's going to be thrown away incomplete. And it's going to be first down and 20 for the defenders as that flag was thrown. Dort's offensive line, and that one, uh, the timing was off, it appeared almost from the get-go. Yeah, he had a, a, a slanting... Defensive end who slid inside and kind of split the the right tackle and right guard and and got into the back backfield pretty quickly and honestly they didn't have much choice but to probably hold on. First and twenty defenders have it at their own thirty-one. Forty seconds remaining. And with the big play capabilities Dort has shown here into the scheme so far, you're reluctant to just say let's get to halftime and don't take a shot or two. Down the field, Clayberg is going to run to the sideline, tripped up as he gets to the sideline. And they don't give him out of bounds. Hmm. Now the referee came in, signaled the clock stoppage, and it's going to be a timeout. Dort uses their final timeout as Clayberg stopped just shy of the sideline trying to stop the clock. 
Dort leads 30-12, 32 seconds remaining in this first half. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. It's second down and about 18 on the way. And if you're Dort, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to give Dakota Wesley in the football uh, one more time as well. So you've got you go you've got that in the back of your mind as well. Yeah, you probably want to want to keep this keep the ball in the middle of the field and. You know, if you pick up a big chunk and maybe even the first down, then then you can hustle up and and either clock the ball or or, or call another play from the scrimmage. But yeah, you don't want to be throwing something out towards the sideline that can can stop the the clock again and and give this Dakota Wesleyan team a chance to get back on the field. The defenders are leading 30-12. And for Dort, Mitchell Van Riggen Mortar over the football. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Two receivers set to the left, one to the right. Clayberg's going to roll left. Now plants, throws, pass intended for jungling in and out of the hands of Levi Jungling. Pass broken up by Dakota Wesleyan's Adam DeYoung. Clock stops on the incomplete pass, and there are 25 seconds remaining. It'll be third down and long. Third and 17 with 25 seconds left to go. Well, they took a shot down the field, tried to play it to the sideline to get the clock stopped. Dort is out of timeouts. Dakota Wesleyan has one left, and they're going to use their timeout here. Yeah, well, if, if that Dort one doesn't won. make doesn't make a whole lot of lot of sense to use your timeout there again. Uh, I, I'm assuming now, uh, given what's left in the half, and uh, now with Dakota Wesleyan not having any timeouts, it gives uh, Dort the option of just running the ball here. If you happen to break a long run, great. You can you can try to make something happen. If you don't pick up the first down, uh, no harm, no foul. You you let the clock run off. And uh, you get to half. But with this timeout, you know, without using this timeout, Dakota Wesleyan would then have the option of, of using this last one. Uh, now they don't have it in their back pocket. So I would, I would expect Dort to run the ball here and, and take us to half. 30-12, Dort leads. A first half that has taken a little while. We're nearly an hour and 20 minutes into this one. Jungling and Dodger to the far side. Hubelhorst is to the near side. 25 seconds left to play in the half. Send a man in motion. That is Jungling. Handed off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven, the ball carrier. Schoenhoven picks up three on the play. It's going to be fourth down and long, and I think Dort will maybe run one more play, probably with under 10 seconds left. I think we're going to just take it to half here. Yeah, no play coming in from the sideline, and that's going to do it. We head to halftime. Our score, Dort 30, Dakota Wesleyan 12. Dakota Wesleyan will be receiving the kickoff when we start the second half of play. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with Where Are They Now? That'll come up right after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. 
Welcome into another edition of Where Are They Now? Right here on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. Where Are They Now? is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. Well, a couple weeks ago, we spoke with Patty Timmermans, the Unity Volleyball head coach. So, it was only natural that this week on Where Are They Now?, we'd spend some time to talk with another head volleyball coach at a high school in our area, a 1996 graduate of Dort, and the current head volleyball coach at Western Christian High School in Hull, Iowa. Joining us on Where Are They Now? is Tammy Verbeek. Before you stepped on campus as a student at Dort, for those who don't know your background or don't know your story, where did you grow up and how were you first introduced to Dort? I grew up in Sioux Center, Iowa, so right in the hometown of Dort. And so growing up in Sioux Center, you know, we were always fans of Dort and, you know, knew people from our church and just other family friends that played for Dort. So that was always our local college and, and someone that we, you know, cheered for and supported. If you were always supporting Dort, I'm curious, in terms of your college selection, did you spend much time looking intently at other potential institutions, or, or was Dort kind of always ahead in that race? Yeah, you know, I looking back to my high school years, you know, you always think, oh, I wonder what it would be like somewhere else, and I maybe took a visit here or there, but I always kind of knew in my heart I wanted to go to Dort where a lot of my teammates from Western Christian went and, you know, other girls that we knew from Unity Christian and so it's kind of fun to join forces with them at, at Dort. You know, I wanted to stay close to home, and I was the oldest of five, and be able to watch all my brothers and sisters uh, play sports. And so I, I wanted to stay local, and I felt like Dort was the right fit with uh, what they had to offer academically and athletically. Well, you talk about academics. Before we get into athletics, a lot of your background came with a physical education and with some health. What led you choosing kind of those areas of study and why? You know, I uh, always had a desire to to coach and to uh, be part of sports. I, I loved being part of a team, what that meant, and the you know camaraderie of a team and the relationships that you build. And I loved being around sports. And um, in high school, I had some great coaches, and Tom Vandenbosch was my high school coach, and Gene Hosford was my basketball coach, and I looked up to those guys, and I just really had a desire to get into that coaching and the sports, and I never really had any doubt I wanted to be a coach, and then PE teacher just kind of came with that. It also deals with coaching and working with youth, and I always enjoyed working camps, and I worked uh, summer rec, and it was just something that I always felt passion for, and that's what I went for for Dort, and it's what I've done after Dort for the rest of my life so far. Whether as an athlete at Dort or, or even a coach now, a lot of people tie you to volleyball. Why did volleyball become a passion of yours? Yeah, you know, in high school, I actually was a, a very good basketball player, too. I really liked all sports. I played volleyball and basketball and softball at Western Christian. And then, you know, we were maybe known for our volleyball a little bit more back then and got recruited to play volleyball. And softball at Dort, those are the two that, that I chose, but I actually really enjoyed basketball as well. But volleyball was just kind of a growing sport. I ended up playing it at Dort and then got into coaching right after I was done with Dort. And, yeah, it's just it's one of those games where it's an ultimate teamwork game. I always say nobody can hold on to the ball and, you know, dribble around and wait for the last shot. I mean, nobody can hold the ball. 
You need your teammates. You need every single player on that court to work together to be a successful volleyball team, and it just kind of became a passion of mine. So you graduated from Dort in 1996. When you think back to your years as a student and an athlete, what sticks out to you most about that experience? While I was at Dort, yeah, my my teammates, you know, built some awesome relationships with different teammates that I still value value today. I'm still friends with some of my college teammates, so that was something. Just the relationships, I think that's the biggest thing with sports. You know, the wins, the losses, the games, they start to fade over the years, but the relationships and what you built up between friendships and even coaches, you know, as mentors, those are things that will remain with you for the rest of your life. You mentioned getting into coaching pretty much right after Dort. You're coaching at Western Christian now. How soon after Dort did you start at Western? Actually, yes. When uh, my senior year of Dort, I actually uh, was the assistant coach for Sioux Center Public. Kind of got me into coaching. I was married then, so decided to step away from playing, and I coached. That kind of opened the door for me to get a head coach at Okaboji. So I was the head coach at Okaboji for three years. And then an opportunity opened up at Western Christian. And, of course, being that my alma mater and the strong tradition of volleyball, I wanted to take that opportunity. And so now I've been coached Western Christian for 21 years. And, yeah, I have really had a, a great run of success being the coach at Western. Well, you talk about some of that success. You know, Western and, and yourself included are no stranger to winning state championships did you ever think you'd be able to have this kind of success as a volleyball coach when you first entered the profession? Definitely not. I mean, I was lucky to get at Western Christian, and there was a strong tradition already built there. So, you know, when I took it over, it was, you know, taking over some big shoes. You know, Tom had been there many, many years, and he went on to Dort, and I stepped in a few years after he was done. But, the you know, the tradition was kind of there. But we just have such great support you know, school support and parental support. I've had great girls come through our program. Many of them have gone on to be All-Americans at Dort, which is really neat to see. But we just have a really strong tradition. I never thought that we would have this much success. But, you know, success kind of breeds success, you know, we say. Um, once you start having that success, it just kind of feeds the program, and it, we've been able to maintain it. Will you talk about success? What makes a good volleyball coach and a good volleyball program? You know, I've been doing this for a lot of years, and I, I'm sure I have evolved as a coach. You know, coaching is it's a learning process through the years, and I'm still far from perfect in everything I do. But, you know, I've learned different things throughout the years. And the biggest thing is there's a quote that I always say, you know, the girls don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I really think over the years, girls want to know you care about them more than just a volleyball player, you know their outside life, their school, you know, right now we're working, we have seven seniors on our team and we're, you know, working with them where they're going to go to college and helping them get recruited and making contacts and, you know, showing, hey, you know, this isn't just about Western Volleyball. I care about you. I want you to go on and, and reach your goals and really just, you know, relationships and, you know, that's really what's valued. And, you know, at Western Christian, we're going to work really hard. We're going to give it our best to be the best team we can, but we also realize that, at the end, it's just a trophy that even though we're seeking that trophy, that trophy will fade and it will collect dust. And the, the real trophy is, you know, the eternal life with our Lord and Savior. And that's what we're really trying to build with these young women is a relationship with Christ and 
for the rest of their life, and we're doing that through the sport of volleyball. Last question I have for you, Tammy, and I'm sure you get asked about you know this Western team all the time, and I want to try to ask a slightly different question about him. What's the best part about getting to coach Western volleyball in 2019? This is a, a fun year because the team is very, very close. We have seven seniors. They're all very, very good friends. We have five juniors, and those five juniors are best friends, and that's you know, somehow that just kind of happens in sports. They do a lot together, so it's a very, very tight-knit group. We have a lot of returning players, so the expectations are high, but they've been a fun group to, to work with. They, they're working extremely hard. They have high goals, but they're very focused, and, you know, yet we can have a lot of fun within, within those expectations, and we're just going to try to, you know, our, one of our things is find joy in the journey not worrying about November 15 when the state championship game is, enjoying every day as teammates, loving the game of volleyball, and just finding joy in the journey as we walk through this season together. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for you, Tammy. I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with me, and good luck the rest of the season. You bet. Thank you very much. Thank you again to Tammy Verbeek for joining us here on Where Are They Now? Made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. That was the Western Christian head volleyball coach joining us on the KDCR airwaves. And while that does it for Where Are They Now? today, it's not even close to the end of athletics here on KDCR. KDCR. Your home for Defender Athletics. You're listening to KBCR Sioux Center, 88.5. The Defenders leading 30-12 over the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers in Great Plains Athletic Conference football play. First half numbers look like this. The defenders, 29 rushing attempts, 332 yards. Dakota Wesleyan, 14 rushing attempts, 116 yards. Dort is one of six on third down conversion tries, two of three on fourth down conversions. Dakota Wesleyan, two of four on third down conversion tries, 0 of one on a fourth down try. Dakota Wesleyan, a total of 13 first downs. Dort with 15. Average yards per play, Dort 9.1, Dakota Wesleyan 6.9. Dakota Wesleyan has fumbled twice. Dort has been penalized three times for 32 yards. Dakota Wesleyan three times for 30 yards. The Tigers have gained 116 yards on the ground, 98 in the air, 214 total. Dort 30-32 on the ground, 50 in the air, 382 total. Spencer Negebauer with 59 yards on three carries. Kyle Nelson, seven carries for 53 yards. Nelson also 10 of 17 passing for 98 yards. His favorite receiver, Preston Emerson, three catches for 23 yards. Chance Sorensen, two catches for 42 yards. And Negebauer with two catches for 12 yards. For the defenders, on the ground, Noah Clayberg, 16 carries, 215 yards, a 13.4 yards per carry average. He also has a touchdown and a long of 54. Levi Sconehoven, 7 carries for 80 yards, 11.4 yards per tote. 58 yards is his long of the day. And Carter Skibot, 4 carries for 20 yards. Clayberg, 7 of 13 passing for 50 yards. Jake Dodge, 5 catches for 44 yards. Levi Jungling, 1 catch for 
for nine yards. We're at halftime. The defenders leading Dakota Wesleyan by a score of 30-12 to 12 in Great Plains Athletic Conference football play. Other GPAC scores as we take a look at our Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center scoreboard. Fairway Meat and Grocery serving the community since 1991. GPAC scores. Concordia leads Briarcliff 13-7 at halftime. Doan and Hastings deadlocked at 10 each. Northwestern leads Jamestown 24 to nothing. That game also at halftime. In women's soccer, over on the pitch here in Sioux Center, it is Concordia leading Dort with about 10 minutes remaining in that one. Two to one. They'll play men's soccer. That's scheduled to begin at about 3.15 this afternoon. The Dort cross-country teams in action earlier today. The defender women got nipped by Concordia for second place. So the Dort defender women second at the Dean White invite in Crete, Nebraska, hosted by Doan University. The Dort men end up in first place as they ran We'll tell you the point totals for both races. First of all, for the women, the women ended up with 48 points, while Concordia had 44. Dort's runners went 3, 4, 6, 16, and 19 for their scorers. Concordia 5, 7, 8, 11, and 13. Dort's first runner across on the women in the women's race was Olivia Couch with a 19-19 for third. Sarah Wensink fourth with 19-30. For the defender men, they were very top-heavy and uh, used their depth to win today, 37-50 over Doan. Dort went 4-6-7-8 and 12 for their counters, and then their pushers were at 13-14, and 14, while Doan finished second with 50 points, 1-3-10-15 and 21. Dort's first runners across in the 8K race on the men's side. Jacob Vanderplotz from Sioux Center ran a... 26-38 for fourth place. Josh Ruprecht and Anthony Yorso, Eric Steiger, Steiger that is, went 6-7-8 for the defenders. 26-43, 26-44, 26-44. And uh, Trey Engen, a freshman out of Algona, ran a 26-50 for 12th place for the defender men. So the defender men get first. Defender women nipped by Concordia for second place. Of course, things culminating with the Great Plains Athletic Conference Championship in November, and the news this week, Dort will be hosting the Great Plains Athletic Conference Cross-Country Championship due to poor conditions in Sioux City due to flooding, and they'll run that one on the uh, Dort course on campus in Sioux Center. That is, I believe, the second weekend in November, the second Saturday of November. That'll be the Great Plains Athletic Conference Championship. So really, uh, the regular season all in preparation for that big day in November, and we're not that far away from that any longer as we flip the calendar this week. Not a lot happened this past week in terms of athletics on the Dort campus. Uh, you had women's volleyball last night as the defenders lost to Jamestown 3-1. to uh, The defenders, a team that uh, are going to have to figure some, out, uh, figure some things out in October. They've uh, got some missing pieces due to injury and hopefully some of those missing pieces will come back and they will... Uh, get things going uh, in October, hopefully with a full deck, if you will. (laughs) 
We are set for the second half of play. Zachman will be kicking off. And a knuckleball kick that will stay inbounds. It's fielded at the 25-yard line. And ball came out late. And the Dort special teams, I think that may have been a point of emphasis at halftime. And uh, that time, coming downfield, a solid tackle by the defenders on special teams. And Dakota Wesleyan will take over first down and 10 at their own 28-yard line. Yeah, just with a short kick, getting it to the up back. And uh, probably not quite as much returnability there. And, um, yeah, nice coverage by the kick team unit for the Dort defenders. Tricky part there is to keep that ball in bounds, and it stayed in bounds and forced Dakota Wesleyan to pick it up. Cal Nelson back to pass. His pass, he leads his receiver, Parker Evans, just a little bit too much. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and 10, and there are more ways you can defend the pass, and uh, Dort's, sometimes Dort's best pass coverage is getting some pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and that's that's the key. You know, if you can get somebody in his face and make him a little bit uncomfortable back there, uh, it makes his job all that much harder. Kyle Nelson fakes the handoff, miscommunication in the backfield, and shooting the gap for the defenders, that's Jessup Leakey. Freshman, 6'2", 270 pounds, and Jessup makes the play. Jessup, as I said, a freshman from Hereford, Texas. That sounds like a football town. <laughs> it does. Well, it has Texas on it, so it's <laughs> bound to be, right? It has to be. Makes the tackle, and it's third down and 13. Third and 13. Dakota Wesleyan. Send a man in motion. That's Negabauer. Rolling right. Pass incomplete, and that time Dort's defense making Dakota Wesleyan just a little uncomfortable, and it pays off with a three and out, and the first time we've seen a three and out by the Dort defense here today, and that's a good sign with Dakota Wesleyan after they moved the football so well in the first half. Yeah, and Nelson really had a good half other than a couple turnovers, and they were costly turnovers, but you had to get him out of a rhythm. Because he, he was playing, well, not just throwing the ball, but also with his feet. Nathan Cabongo makes the catch. A fair catch called for at the 45 and looked like an outfielder out there that got caught on one that drifted just a little bit too much. And he ends up making the almost over-the-shoulder catch. Dort, good field position at their own 46-yard line. Yeah, I think that punt had a little bit of a, a, a knuckleball action to it, so uh, it was a little bit tougher to judge. The defenders, first down and 10 at their own 46. Rolling right is Clayberg, Noah, and we're going to have a flag thrown in the backfield. We're going to have a hold on someone. Not sure if that's going to be against Reese Schnell. Yeah, I think he just got his hands a little bit too far outside, and uh, as Clayberg got outside of him, a little bit of a hold. And it wasn't Reese Schnell and uh, the defenders. 10-yard penalty brings up first down and 20. Football now back at the 36-yard line. Not as sharp as you would like to see in week number five. Dort 2-2 two and two, trying to get above 500 for the first time this season. Back up. 
And the defender's back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg steps oh, up in the box, and he's got Junkling wide open. He's off to the races. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, defenders. That goes as a 64-yard touchdown pass over the top. Levi Jungling gets in behind the Dakota Wesleyan defense, and that's what we talked about in the first half, that defense having to sell out to try and play off of the athleticism that Dort has in the backfield. Leaves things wide open over the top. Yeah, and it just Dakota Wesleyan is, is forced to commit their safeties into the run game. Uh, even on a first and 20, you assume that Dort's going to come out and probably get part of it back with the run play and, and jungling just beating a, uh, a corner pretty easily wide open down the middle of the field. 36-12 pending the point after, and the point after is good. And the defenders, a three and out and a big play to start the second half. Can't draw it up much better than that. Exactly. The defenders lead 37-12. As we uh, take a break, we'll be back with more from Open Space Park right after this. Lots of excitement over here on the football field, over on the soccer field. The defender women trying to make it seven in a row, and they have come back to tie it late in the game. It's now tied 2-2. Two to two. So Bill Elgersma's crew not willing to let go of that winning streak so easily. It uh, certainly appears that that game is destined for overtime here in Sioux Center. Zachman on to kick. Dakota Wesleyan, let's see if Dort follows the same method. And that is a deep kick. That'll be taken by Negebauer at the five-yard line. He's out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Has a lane, 25. Spins out of a tackle and is brought down. Good pursuit to the football that time by the defenders. And uh, Dakota Wesleyan, a brief lane open for Negebauer, and he's brought down before he gets to the 30-yard line. Anything, it appears, where he doesn't get to the 30, in my opinion, is a pretty good return, a pretty good defensive return. Yeah, exactly. Much better job of getting uh, your coverage team to the ball because Negabauer's he's just slippery. He's a good returner, um, not easy to take down, so it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take more than one guy, and it took four or five right there. First down and 10 for the Tigers at their own 29-yard line. Three down linemen for the defenders. They bring Sam Warner up to the edge. They hand it off. No, they fake the handoff to McDaniel. And taking it away is Connor Bosma. Bosma rips it away from the receiver. Now are they, yes, they're going to give Connor Bosma his third interception of the season. He had a near miss in the first half. Actually had two near misses and takes that one away. And I'm not sure how he got that away from the intended receiver for Dakota Wesleyan. But the Idaho natives certainly did. And. Gives Dort great field position. Uh, looked like he just he led with his right arm just to block, knock the ball away, and the thing stuck underneath his, his armpit and uh, made a whale of a play hanging on to that ball. Right place, right time. The defenders have it first down and 10, now at the Dakota Wesleyan 32-yard line. Hubelhorst is off, Dodge is in. Jungling is on the far side. 13-26 left to play. In the third quarter, Dort leading 37-12 and threatening to break this wide open. Six seconds on the play clock. Rolling right, Clayberg looking, plants. And still on his feet, scrambling, gets back to the original line of scrimmage and is brought down inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. Exerted a lot of energy that time to make up four yards. It'll be second down and six. So now you 
Try to catch your breath. Well, yeah. he sure made a four-yard run looking exciting, <laughs> well, if nothing else. He went about 40 for four. Four-yard gain on the play. Second down and six. Look to the sideline. Skeeb out. You're running back. I believe Charlie Young is on the left shoulder of Clayberg right now. Clayberg keeps it himself, and he's inside the 25 down to the 21-yard line. That's a gain of another six on the play. And Noah Clayberg with over 200 yards in the first half on the ground. Remember, Levi Schoenhoven had 298 last week to establish a new school record. That one's in jeopardy here with 12-20 left to play in the third quarter. It's a matter of how long Dort stays with Clayberg. They hand it up to Skibout. Skibout up the gut. Skibout all the way down to the five-yard line. And that's another Dort first down. Well, it appears Dort played with energy against Jamestown. They played with energy, I thought, against Morningside as well. Handoff to Skibout. Skibout second effort. Let's see where they mark him down. It'll be inside the five, down at the three. They played with energy those weeks, but it seems like just got a little bit more energy, a little more spring in their step here today. Well, when you get... Uh Clayberg and jungling back, you know, it, it's just going to be that, that emotional lift that, that can sometimes put you over the edge. Second and goal to go from the three. Handoff, Charlie Young. Young thought he had a hole, and he is going to be brought down after a short gain on the play. Maybe picks up one. It's going to be third down and two. Third down and two. New player checking in for the defenders. Dodge comes off. Checking in is Caleb Sharp. Looks like an extra blocker for the defenders. Yeah, getting a, a second tight end on the field. He lines up on the right. Warner is to the left. They hand it off to Jungling, racing to the edge. He's going to be stopped at the five and brought down at the five-yard line. Loss of a couple on the play. It's going to be fourth down, and Dort will settle for a field goal try with 10.40 left to play and counting here in the third quarter. This will be a 22-yard field goal attempt for Brett Zachman. Zachman had a field goal earlier today. Trying to make it a 40-12 ball game. Zachman strides things out. Reynolds is the holder. Snap is down, kick is up, and it looks like it's good. It is. Zachman hits his second field goal of the day, and the defenders have a 40-12 lead with 10.08 left to play here in the third quarter. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. this you're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. Brett Zachman will be kicking off, and the defenders taking advantage of turnovers today. Turnovers resulting in points for Dort again, and Zachman is kicking off. Negabauer back at the inside the five. 
End over end kick taken by Negebauer at the 5. He's to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. 25, and he is tripped up at the 25-yard line. And to be honest with you, as many returns as he has had today, might be showing a little fatigue, <laughs> but uh, he brings it out. Another 20-yard return on the play. It'll be first and 10 for the Tigers at their own 28-yard line. Yeah, not, not a position you want to be fatigued at. Right? Your, your kick returners, that is not a good sign uh, for your team and, and, and uh, showing what your defense has done so far in this game. The defenders now over 470 yards of total offense. Clayberg and Schoenhoven combining for over 300 yards rushing between the two. Not much there for the Dakota Wesleyan ball carrier. I believe that was Fitzsimmons. Number 22, Shaden Fitzsimmons. 20 carries so far this season. Just under four yards per carry. He's listed 5'5", 175 pounds. Yeah, he can hide in there behind that offensive line, sometimes sneak through a, a, a small little crease. Kyle Nelson, second down and seven. Hands it off, Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons on the carry, out to the 35-yard line. Shy of the first down by about three yards. It'll be third down and three. Third and three for the Tigers. And the Tigers, in no hurry, trailing 40-12. Play clock is at 20. And facing third down and three, they want to make sure they get this one right. Nelson is going to keep it himself, racing to the sideline, and just gets the first down before he steps out of bounds at the 39 that's a Tiger first down. First down and 10 for Dakota Wesleyan at their own 39. That's their first first down of the second half. So Wesleyan setting that up with a fake to Fitzsimmons. Yeah, and I, I got to think that uh, the Dort defensive staff went into half and said, uh, let's try to get the ball out of Nelson's hands because he's doing a lot of good things. Uh, both running the ball and throwing it. Back to pass is Nelson. Nelson's going to throw it over the top. Has Negabauer and Negabauer. Does he catch it? Fingertip grab on the sideline as he tumbles out of bounds near the 25. They will mark him out of bounds at the 22. So he just barely stretches out and gets that one. Gets possession before he falls out of bounds. And Dakota Wesleyan now in business, indoor territory at the 22, first and 10. Yeah, really well-thrown deep ball by Nelson there on the outside shoulder of Negabauer and uh, a great catch on the back end. Well, if you're Dakota Wesleyan, obviously you've got a freshman play caller and you're hoping that he's going to get better as the year goes along. Tackle made by David Kakmarinski. Jaden Fitzsimmons really had no chance on that one. He's thrown for a five or six yard loss on the play. It'll be second down and long. Yeah, there. You know, obviously the the Dakota Wesleyan coaching staff sees something in Nelson, and he is he is showing the ability to to make some good throws and um, do some things with his feet. It's it's just a matter of cutting back on those 
those turnovers, that's what's hurt him all year long. And today, with a couple interceptions and a fumble on a on a mesh, um, you know, though if he can eliminate that, he can be a dangerous player. Seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Floats it up over the top. Pass falls incomplete. Josh Morozik on the coverage of Parker Evans. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second, uh, third down and long. Yeah, now I think Dakota Wesleyan asking for a pass interference and, and probably has have a legitimate gripe uh, as their coaching staff's getting after the officials. But um, one of those, I'm not sure it was catchable. It was overthrown by quite a ways, so maybe that was part of the decision to keep the flag in the pocket by the officials. The defenders facing now third and 15 on defense. Dakota Wesleyan with the football in defender territory. Four down territory, obviously, here. Inside the 30. Send a man in motion. Movement on the right side. No flags come out, and he is buried. Tackle by Elliott Van Kickericks. Van Kickericks with the quarterback sack. And now I'm not so sure you're in four-down territory any longer. It'll be fourth and 22. An offensive lineman shaken up for Dakota Wesleyan, and they're going to be forced to punt as Elliott Van Kickericks' sack takes them out of field goal or four-down possibility territory. Elliott and Kickericks, 4.5 tackles for loss coming into the day. Now Dakota Wesleyan has gotten cute with a couple of these punts. Let's see what they do here. Tate Gale at about midfield. He's going to kick it away. And it'll go out of bounds. And that will be for minimal positive yardage. Line of scrimmage was the 35. And this is not going to be much more than a 10-yard punt by the time they mark it out of bounds at the 25. And as a coach, that's going to frustrate you because you feel like uh, if that's all you're going to get, you may as well take a shot down the field. Right. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, I don't think that was a bad decision to punt given the down and distance. But, yeah, you you would hope to to back up the door to offense inside the 10. 6.08 6.08 left to play. Clock stops on the change of possession. In between quarters, we will check in with the uh, scoreboard as well. Clayberg fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, and not much there. And they're going to spy him from here on out. I don't see how you're going to get him free unless you almost per- execute something perfectly. Yeah, and this is a tough situation, honestly, for... For Coach Mingo and and Coach Penner and calling plays because yeah you want to keep the clock going you want to shorten the second half but the way uh, Dakota Wesleyan is playing you might have to take another shot over top in the middle of the field like they did earlier to jungling because yeah the safeties you got nine guys in the box trying to stop the run and uh, you know sometimes you just don't have a choice but to throw yeah you've got one safety located at the thirty five. Line of scrimmage is the 25. They hand it off to Charlie Young, and right there is the danger If you if, you know, defensively for Dakota Wesley, and if Dort breaks one, there's not many people back there on defense, and Charlie Young picks up nine yards on the carry. It's going to be third down and one. Yeah, a nice little inside run with a cutback, and, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, you, you risk giving up big plays, but... Yeah, they're in a situation where they have to try to make something happen. Handoff, Sconehoven. Sconehoven, the ball carrier. Sconehoven beyond the 40 to the 45-yard line. And Levi Sconehoven picks up 11 yards on the play. And it's another Dort first down. 
Yeah, and you challenge your offensive line, right? You say, yeah, we know they got nine, nine guys in the box. Let, let's, let's do a great job of blocking and get positive yards and keep this clock going. First and ten for the defenders at their own 46-yard line. 4.30 left to play in the third quarter. Dort has scored twice here in the second half. Big strike over the top on a touchdown to Levi Junkling. And then a field goal. Clayberg rolls right under pressure. Throws for Dodge. Incomplete. Down at the at the uh, Dakota Wesleyan 25-yard line. And that'll bring up second down and 10 and stops the clock in the process. Over on the soccer field, in case you're wondering. It's still tied. They're nearing the end of the first overtime between Concordia and Dort women's soccer. Taronis in motion. Clayberg tucks it away and not going to win the numbers game there. Loss of three on the play. It's going to be third down and 13. Third and 13 for the defenders. Under four minutes to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, it looked like uh, Clayberg was was looking to maybe throw the ball or get rid of it and just had no receiver in that, in in the play. Uh, Jungling was blocking and uh, just didn't have anywhere to go with it. So you eat it and you keep the clock going and try to get something positive here on third down. Third down and 14. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Back to pass. Throws over the top. Jungling comes up with it at the 35. And Levi Jungling brought down at the 34-yard line. So that is more than enough for a Dort first down. That's a 22-yard pickup on the play. Pass over the middle, and the defenders keep the drive moving. Now at the Dakota Wesleyan 34-yard line, and Dakota Wesleyan's defense starting to show some signs of fatigue. Well, they've been on the field, and they've given up a lot of yards, and you know that was really well-thrown ball by Clayberg. He, he threw to the open spot and let Jungling run there to, to make the reception, and you, know, you don't have to put it right on a guy all the time. You just throw it to where they're going to be, and... and exactly what happened on that play. Levi Schoenhoven again of seven on the play. It'll be second down and three. Schoenhoven now nearing 100 yards as well. Would be the second time this season Dort has had a pair of 100-yard rushers. Clayberg well over 100. He's at 222 actually. And I believe that carry by Schoenhoven is ninth. He's right at uh, 100 yards as well. Second down and four. Send a man in motion to Ronas. Back to pass, Clayberg. Clayberg has a man open. Led him just a little too far. It's going to be third down. That was Levi Schoenhoven coming out of the backfield. And he was open. Pass just a little bit. Leads him too much. Inside the 10. Would have been six for the defenders. Yeah, again, just, just keeping this defense honest. You know, the, the safeties, like I said, if they keep creeping up, you want to keep guys running down the seam and keep those guys occupied. Um, had it, had going over in there, just missed him by probably about five inches would have been enough. Third down and four for the defenders. Football at the 28-yard line. They hand it off to Skibout. Skibout to the 25. 
Short of the first down by about a yard. It's a strong yard. And that will bring up fourth down. And less uh, fourth down, and we'll call it one and a half. So fourth down, Dort will go for it here. They converted twice on fourth downs in the first half of play. Can bet Dakota Wesleyan's going to sell out for the run here. They flared out to jungling, jungling, nothing there. And jungling is going to be caught for a loss. It's going to be a loss of three on the play. And Dakota Wesleyan will get it back on downs. It almost looked like uh, they were going to try to throw it backwards and, and get a double pass there. We had a receiver. I didn't see the number, who the receiver was deep in the end zone that, that uh, was in one-on-one coverage. But probably not uh, exactly how you draw it up. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you take a chance like that to get a big play. Dakota Wesleyan defensively has really been able to put a little uh, – they, they've – uh, their front four, while they're undersized, they have created some challenges for the defenders. And now Dakota Wesleyan takes over first down and 10. Handoff to Fitzsimmons, and Fitzsimmons brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Morozik on the tackle. It's going to be a loss of one, second and 11. Yeah, and I would say so far this half, you know, you go into half and you wonder which, which team is going to come out, which defensive unit is going to come out. Uh, with some adjustments to to put different looks on the field and, and stop the opposing offense. And so far, uh, Dort has done that. Dakota Wesleyan has not. Nelson, pass to the 40. It's enough for a first down. Pass completed to Preston Emerson. So first down and 10 at the 40. One oh six left to play here in the third quarter. And Dort's off a defense sees something specific. They hand it off to Fitzsimmons, and Fitzsimmons tackled at the line of scrimmage. Brayton Van Kickericks on the tackle. It's going to be second down and long. Second and long. And Dakota Wesleyan. It appears to me that they are treating the second half like, uh, I would say, a scrimmage more or less, where they're just trying to um, see what they can, what works, and what uh, if they, if any, momentum they can get going, heading towards the second half of the season. Pass completed over to Dieterman. Uh, pardon me, incomplete to Dieterman, and that will bring up third down. Yeah, you know you. Brings up third down. You always uh, approach this part of the game as you know is this. Is it really realistic to come back and win? And and probably not, though, especially given the fact that the Dakota Wesleyan defense hasn't done anything to stop the Dort offense. You know, offensively, Dakota Wesleyan is still probably looking for their identity, trying to figure out what's going to work for them for the rest of the season. Third down and eight. Stepping up in the pocket is Nelson. Nelson, well, Forced to the outside by Connor Bosma. He was able to shed Connor Bosma, though, and he muscles his way forward. And where do they mark him out of bounds? Just shy of the first down marker at the midfield stripe. He's at the 49. Looked like Connor might have a chance at him, but a strong stiff arm by the quarterback, Nelson, 
sets up fourth down and one. Well, I'm as we said, Nelson has struggled so far this year, but today just seems like part of the mature maturity process. He's done some good things. He has. He he's someone. Yeah, and Coach Simple has to be looking at this as somebody that, that he can build his team around because Nelson has the ability to be a very good player in the G-Pack. And, you know, when you're starting off as a true freshman and uh, the pressures of that, I mean, it's a huge jump from playing high school football to now playing in the G-Pack. And um, he's doing a lot of things really well. Yeah, I, the reality, he has to learn how to not beat himself. Uh, with turnovers, and when he does that, uh, he's going to be a tough player in this league. Offensively, the Tigers have moved the football, and we made the comment at halftime. Seemed like they moved the football all first half, but they only had 12 points, and some games are like that. Dort forced a couple of turnovers deep in their own territory. Otherwise, this has a far different look to it. Yeah, and I I witnessed the game Thursday night where, you know, a team outgained the other by, by more than double, uh, but because of turnovers, they lost the football game. Um, so it, turnovers are, are huge, uh, especially when you're playing against uh, a team like the Dort Defenders who, hey, as long as the defense keeps causing turnovers and your offense is producing, uh, you're going to put a lot of points on the board and you're going to have wide margins like this. And, you know, when, when Dakota Wesleyan figures that out, they're going to be in a lot of ball games. Dort averaging 27 points per ball game. This is fourth down and one. Nelson turns, hands, gives, and it's going to be stopped short of the first down. The defense stretching out that handoff to McDaniel, and the defenders get the ball back in Dakota Wesleyan territory, and that loss actually on the play of three yards. Yeah, nice play by the defense, just swarming to the ball, and and stretching that thing out to the, towards the sideline and and uh, getting the ball back into the, the hands of your offense. First and 10 for the defenders at the 46-yard line. New quarterback in for the defenders. That's Tyler Reynolds. Reynolds hands it off to Skibout, and there he goes. Carter off to the races. 20-15-10-5. Touchdown, defenders. Carter Skibout taking the handoff. From Dortz, Tyler Reynolds, and the defenders have a 46-12 lead after that turnover on downs by Dakota Wesleyan, and then Carter Skibout off to the races, makes it a 46-12 ball game. On to attempt the point after try is Zachman. So Zachman will step it off. Zachman, snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is through. And the Dort defenders take a 47-12 lead. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. The Dort defender football team with this one well in hand. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort football on KDCR 1447. Left to play in the game. Carter Skibout now with 86 yards rushing on eight carries. Levi Sconehoven, nine for 98. Noah Clayberg, 20 for 200 
22, and the defenders lead at 47 to 12. Clayburg completing 10 of 18 passes for 134 yards as well. Deep kickoff taken by Negebauer at the 2. He's to the 5, to the 10, to the 15. Turns it upfield, 20, 25, 30, and finally brought down at the 35-yard line for the defenders on the special teams. That's Sam Warner making the tackle. And Dakota Wesleyan will take over first down and 10, and they will be at their own 34-yard line. Soccer action, still tied 2-2, two two, second overtime. So that men's game will get started at about 3.45, unless things end immediately over there. 14.39 remaining. That's left to go in regulation. Defenders with this one well in hand. I think uh, Dakota Wesleyan has gone to a quarterback change as well. I think. I'll double check that. Handoff up the middle. Nope, that's still Kyle Nelson in at quarterback. We have a flag on the play. Stoppage. Well, if I understood the referee correctly, five men in the backfield. It's an illegal formation. Five-yard penalty. It'll be first and 15. First and 15 for the Tigers. Well, you're probably going to see both teams try to keep that clock moving here. Um, Dakota Wesleyan, they're going to continue to try to work on some things, but uh, they want to keep this thing going and, and get out of town. This is Nelson. Nelson, the ball carrier. Nelson to the 30. And he is brought down at the 36-yard line. Tackled by the defenders. I believe that was Max. Uh, nope, Lane Dominey. Lane Dominey on the uh, tackle. So Dominey with the tackle. Second down and seven. Second down and seven. Snap to Nelson. Nelson keeps it himself. He's around the left edge. Gets a block to midfield and brought down at the Dort 48-yard line. First down and 10 for the Tigers at the Dort 48. 47-12, defenders leading. 13.50 left to play. And the Tigers with a football in Dort territory. Dort will improve to 3-2. and 2-1 two. Two and one in the G-Pack. Critical game coming up in two weeks after their bye week this week. Back to pass. And pass is complete. Near side to Tate Larson. Dominey on the coverage. Nine-yard gain on the play. On the completion from Nelson. And that sets up second down and one. Yeah, and taking plenty of time between plays, uh, this Dakota Wesleyan team. and Dort needs to find a way to, to get some pressure back on Nelson. They did a really good job in the third quarter of kind of getting the ball out of his hands and, and, and throwing, forcing some bad throws and needs to do that again here. Second down and one, Nelson back to pass, has time. Pass is complete to Negebauer. 
Inside the 30, down to the 25. And we have whistles. Do we have a flag on the play as well? I think they called offensive pass interference again. Oh, there's the flag resting at the 35-yard line, right on the yard line. My eyes aren't nearly as good as they once were. And we'll wait for the call from the official. No one's moving. And hmm. well, they're going to call defensive pass interference against Dort's Lucas Warner. Uh, if you're going to, if you're going to do, if you're going to have pass interference, then you would think that you're going to do it well enough where they can't catch the ball. So. And I don't think that was. They said 26, but that is not the case. Lucas is an offensive player. His brother Sam is on the uh, defensive side, but he is not playing. He has not uh, played much on defense here today. Handoff, and David Kakmarinski stacks up the ball carrier. That's Fitzsimmons. No gain on the play. That bring up second down and long. A loss of one on the play. Over on the soccer field, they ended a two-two tie. Dort and Concordia, so the defenders can say they can't say they have a winless or pardon me, a winning streak going. But they do have a non-losing streak going at seven games. Still get a point in the conference standings. And that's what you watch as the season progresses. Second down and 11. Back to pass. Nelson very nearly picked off by Domini. But uh, it's complete. I believe that was Negabauer. And that'll bring up third down. So a gain of four on the play, pardon me, a gain of six on the play. It's third down and four. So third down and four, and Dakota Wesleyan, they are content. They would just love to keep the clock moving, get ready for next week. Under uh, get, Taking the snap is Nelson. Nelson. Pass incomplete, intended for Tate Larson. On the coverage that time was Domini, and that will bring up third down. So next week for Dakota Wesleyan, looking ahead at the schedule, they are hosting Doan. That's a winnable game for the Tigers. Elsewhere, Briar Cliff is at Midland. Morningside is at Hastings. Concordia is at Jamestown. Both Dort and Northwestern are idle as they uh, wait for their matchup in two weeks. So fourth down, beg your pardon, fourth down. This will be a field goal try for the Tigers and Tate Gale. Gale, four of five on field goals this season, a long of 30. This will be a 35-yarder. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. Tate Gale, a 35-yard field goal that splits the uprights, and Dakota Wesleyan gets points, their first points of the second half, and the defenders lead at 47 215. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. Back with more from Sioux Center right after this. Your Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center scoreboard. They've been serving the community since 1991. Concordia leads Briarcliff 16 to 14. Last check. Northwestern. Leads Jamestown 38 to nothing. 
And we gave you that Concordia Briar Cliff game already. Taken by Taronis at the 10 to the 15 to the 20. And he is brought down at the 25-yard line, and that is where Dort will take over. First down and 10 for the defenders. Tyler Reynolds will bring the team onto the field. And one other thing that has happened over the last several weeks with Noah Clayberg out, you don't feel nearly as uneasy with your backup quarterback coming in because Tyler Reynolds played a lot over the last three and a half weeks. Yeah, you, Dort has had the opportunity to get him a lot of experience, and, and so you feel good about him being in the game right now and just leading pretty much your second offensive unit, uh, trying to keep drives alive and, and build for the future. One other score, Doan and Hastings, 30-10. to 10. Doan is leading Hastings and Reynolds that time. There haven't been many clean shots by Dakota Wesleyan's defense, but coming in nearly untouched that time was Cody Reichelt. Reichelt, 6'3", 225 pounds, knocks Reynolds down for a five-yard loss on the play. It's going to be second down and 15. Second and 15 for Reynolds. In the backfield with him, you've got Charlie Young and also number 24. That's Reese Schnell, so Schnell is in the game now. Reynolds gets to the edge. He's to the 30, 35-40, 45-50. One man to beat. Angles across the DU logo and is dragged down from behind at the tw- at inside the 20. Down at the 19-yard line, and he was trying so hard to get to the edge, and he got there, and then once he planted his foot and went upfield, it was a foot race, and, uh, yeah, Dakota Wesley in safety had the angle on him, but he was able to get inside the 20 down to the 19. Well, and what you hope hope to see from your second quarterback is, you know, what, what did they learn from the first half? And he saw the success that Clayberg had on that exact same play and did a great job of getting to the edge, like you said, planting the foot in the ground and getting getting north and uh, just couldn't quite get to the end zone, but a uh, big play for the defender offense. Dort leading 47-15. to 15. Dakota Wesleyan player off of the field under his own power. Jogs off of the field, actually. And with 10-18 left to go in regulation, the defenders deep in Dakota Wesleyan territory at the 19. Tyler Reynolds... Sophomore, 5'11", 185. And for Reynolds, he has Schnell to his left. Charlie Young behind him. He's going to keep it himself. Ducks his head. Picks up five on the play. It's going to be second down and six. A few raindrops coming down here in Sioux Center now. 9.45 and counting in regulation. We have fans looking to the sky wondering where that's coming from because see a lot of blue sky, but there's one cloud putting a little bit of moisture out there. Tyler Reynolds directing traffic. Eli Bolden is over on the near side. Handoff, Charlie Young. Young the ball carrier and Young down near the 10-yard line. Shy the first down by a couple of yards, it appears. It'll be third down and a couple. 9.15 left to play. In the fourth quarter. Tyler Reynolds. Charlie Young looks to the sideline. It's third down and a couple. 
8.55 left to play. So Reynolds has Schnell behind him. Eight on the play clock. Man in motion left to right. Reynolds and shooting through and making the tackle. It's Cody Reichelt again. Reichelt has been waiting all game to make some plays. Gets a cup, makes a couple of plays there. And now Dort forced to settle for a field goal try. And this will be a significant of significant distance. This will be about a 37-yard field goal attempt with 8.17 left to play in the contest. Dort leading 47-15. So Reynolds will be the holder. Zachman, field goal earlier today. This is a 36-yard field goal attempt. Snap is down, kick is up, has the distance. And it's good. A 36-yard field goal by Zachman. And Zachman seems to have gotten some of his confidence back after it was shaken last week. He comes back with a 36-yard field goal. And so it's crazy with those special team players like that where they need just a little bit of a rhythm. And they, uh, he gets that. We've got a player shaking up as well for the defenders. But, uh, Kyle, that kicker for Dort, Brett Zachman, seems to have his... Uh, Seems to have his uh, uh, rhythm back. Yeah, for sure. And this is a great opportunity to to build some confidence, right? I mean, uh, you got the lead. There's no reason to go for it on that in that situation. Is um, get him out there and give him a chance to to kick a long field goal and uh, struck it well. And and it's really you know there's so many parts to that. You know, you need a good snap, good spot, good hold, and uh, he gets all of that. Get the ball up there nicely. 7.52 left to play in this game. Dort leads 50-15, to 15, and a player shaken up for the defenders. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We still have a uh, player shaken up for the defenders, and we haven't been able to make out who it is. It does appear that it is one of the Interior lineman for Dort, and uh, I'm not going to guess at an identity at this point, but uh, he is shaken up, being attended to by the Dort training staff, Chris Fagerness, and they will continue to attend to him. Dort leading 50 to 15 with 7:52 remaining in this contest. Let's recap some scores for you in Great Plains Athletic Conference play. Currently, Concordia leading Briarcliff 16-14. That's about midway through the fourth quarter. Also, It is Doan leading Hastings, as already noted, 30-10. to 10. Northwestern leading Jamestown. I believe that one's 38 to nothing was the last check there. Volleyball play has begun. Dort and Dakota Wesleyan, and uh, Dakota Wesleyan with a slim one-point lead about midway through the first set of that one. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Let's take another break. We'll be back with more right after this. 
You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. And it is Justin Urquidis who's shaken up on the play. He is walking off of the field with some assistance. Justin, 6'1", 285-pounder from El Monte, California. And uh, that's a, on those offensive linemen, pretty tight-knit group. And uh, his uh, teammates coming out to help him. And uh, I'm not sure if he took a direct blow to the head or what, but uh, he does not. He's definitely being guided by Chris Fagerness over to the bench area. Yeah, he seems to be doing doing okay right now, but definitely slow. Um, probably got his bell rung pretty good, and you know you always want to err caution and and take your time with somebody with anything upper body, anything around the head, neck. Um, so a good job by the the Dort athletic training staff. So your quitus. Helped off to the sideline, and they're continuing to ask him some questions, trying to see where he is at cognitively, it appears. Negabauer, the ball carrier, out to the 30, 31-yard line, and it'll be first down and 10 for the Tigers at their own 31. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. First down and 10 for the Tigers at their own 32. Defenders with this one in hand, 50 to 15. Outscored Dakota Wesleyan 22 to 3 here in the second half thus far. And Dakota Wesleyan. This is Kyle and Kyle Nelson in at quarterback again. Going to get him as much seasoning as they can, and actually we do have a quarterback change now. That's Zach Lester. Zach Lester in at quarterback. Tigers pick up four on the running play. It's second down and six. Yeah, you're to that point in the game where you just want to make sure you keep guys healthy, and, and it's a great opportunity to get some other guys some reps and some experience out there. So Lester, the quarterback, second down and six. Fake the handoff, back to pass, takes a shot over the top, and the pass is complete inside the 30, down to the 20, 10-5. Touchdown, Dakota Wesleyan. Garrett Dieterman on the receiving end of that 64-yard touchdown. And Dakota Wesleyan trails it 50-21 with a point after try coming up here shortly. Yeah, just got behind the defense and uh, pretty well-thrown ball over the top. Hit him on the run and was able to outrun the rest of the Dort defensive secondary. Dakota Wesleyan on to attempt the point after. This is Tate Gale. Gale has had a couple of point after tries blocked. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. Our score, Dort 50. Dakota Wesleyan, 21. This is KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Dakota Wesleyan will be kicking off. Schnell back deep for the defenders along with Taronis. 
Schoenhoven and Warner are at the 20-yard line. 7.04 left to go in the game. End over end kick. Taken by Taronis. Stays on his feet as he grabs it at the 10. And he's forced out of bounds at the 20-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 20. Leading 50-22. Yeah, and a nice job of uh, keeping his feet. Got his hand down on the ground and... Uh, that was almost a disaster inside the 10-yard line, but he's able to get it out to the 21. That knee drops, and instead it uh, could have been uh, inside the 10-yard line. Tyler Reynolds, your quarterback. Send a man in motion. Handoff up the middle. And a carry by the defenders, Anthony Trojan. Gains eight on the play. It's second down and two. Second and two. Patrick Tovar, I believe, your new center. Reynolds looks to the sideline. 6.30 left to play. Dort leading 50-22. to 22. And as we said, football team, five games under their belt after today. Of six remaining. Well, tomorrow, I'm sorry, next week off before resuming their 11-game schedule the following week. Handoff to Trojan. Trojan, the ball carrier. Trojan picks up seven on the play, and that's going to bring up a Dort. Uh, that's going to be a Dort first down at their own 36-yard line. So the defenders continuing to milk the clock. Reynolds looks to the sideline. And the defenders taking their time. 20 seconds on the play clock. 5.44 on the game clock. Reese Schnell in the backfield along with Reynolds. Man in motion. They hand it off to Trojan. Trojan the ball carrier. Also on the field, Levi Neeson. He's your wide receiver on the near side. Far side. Is Eli Bolden. Holden Hoyer in at left tackle for the defenders. And Reynolds under five minutes to go. Dort facing second down and seven at their own 40-yard line. Reynolds gets a snap, pitches, and with the carry is Schnell. Schnell gains three on the play, maybe four. It'll be third down and three. Dort with the football at their own 44-yard line. Four and a half minutes left to go in this contest. Yeah, this isn't easy for a, for a team that doesn't huddle. You know, usually when a team huddles up, you can take your time calling a play and stay in the huddle a little bit longer. Hey, you obviously want to milk the clock here. Um, Dakota Wesleyan taking a timeout for some reason here. But for the Dort offense, uh, to be deliberate and take your time when your offensive linemen are up on the line of scrimmage just, just waiting for the play, it's not easy. So 
Uh, it's it's good practice. It's a good thing to work on right here. And um, so far, they've done a nice job of, of staying in the game and doing a good job of blocking and getting positive yards on every down. The Briarcliff Chargers in action today. We'll take a look at the GPAC scoreboard right now. And uh, scoreboard expanding from football. An upset. Briarcliff soccer upsets Hastings one to nothing. Also, other football scores at Concordia. Briarcliff game. It is Concordia leading Briarcliff 16 to 14 in football in the GPAC. It's third down and three now for the defenders at their own 44. So third down and three. Clock is holding at 4.15. Play clock is at 10 seconds. So third down and three. Reynolds pitches it right side. And that's Schnell. Schnell, 40, 35, 30. Racing up the sideline and dragged down from behind. Inside the 15, down at the 14. They're going to mark him out of bounds actually at the 16-yard line. And the defenders, another first down. So Dort leading 50-22 with under four minutes to go in this contest. First down and 10 at the 16. Reynolds hands it off Trojan. Trojan the ball carrier. And Trojan inside the 15 down to the 11. That'll be a four-yard pickup on the play for the defenders. It'll be second and six. Yeah, really a nice job of, of responding by your your second offensive unit after uh, Dakota Wesleyan score. Doing a nice job of marching this thing down the field. 3.20 left to go. Reynolds. We'll look to the sideline. And Reynolds runs option. He's going to turn up field. Pitches to Trojan. Trojan racing to the pylon. And Trojan is into the end zone. Touchdown defenders. So that's another Dort touchdown. Anthony Trojan with his first collegiate touchdown run and the defenders lead it now 56 to 22 with 255 remaining Trojan where's number 45 he's listed 5'7 185 pounds out of California yeah and he's getting some love on the sideline with his first collegiate touchdown Um, always good to see that happen Zachman on to attempt the point after Snap is down, kick is up, kick is good. And the defenders lead it 57 to 22. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. 2.55 left to go. Zachman will be kicking off. Pick up and deliver. 
Dort leading 57-22. This one well in hand, obviously. Well, when you're when you're a freshman running back and you get your first score, um, it's always exciting. Uh, but when you're a freshman, you, there's no rest. You're back out there on kick coverage. <laughs> Kickoff for the defenders, special teams, and Tigers will take it at the 10 to the 15 to the 20, 25, 30, and out beyond the 35 to nearly the 40-yard line, and that is where Dakota Wesleyan will take over first down. And 10, and for the defenders, need one stop on defense, more or less, and uh, finish this off. Jamestown and Northwestern, as we take a look at the fairway scoreboard, it is uh, Northwestern leading 45 to 6. Dakota Wesleyan with a football. Uh, Concordia leads Briarcliff 16-14. That's with less than a minute left to go in the contest. Keeping it is the quarterback. Gain of 14 on the play for Dakota Wesleyan and Zach Lester. So Lester with the carry. First and 10 for the Tigers at the Dort 46. 2.30 remaining in regulation. For Dakota Wesleyan next week, it is Doan on the schedule. Yeah, and you'd like to think that that's a very winnable game for this Dakota Wesleyan team. Zach Lester, back to pass. Lester, pass is complete to McDaniel. McDaniel stops short of the first down, though, on the tackle. By the defenders, Matt Bernardus. Bernardus with the tackle. Gain of nine on the play. It's second and one. One forty-five left to play in the contest. So second and one. Dakota Wesleyan looking to the sideline. They'll run this clock. They'll run this play with about a minute thirty or so left to go. Second down and one. Lester. Gets the snap, back to pass, under pressure, and he's going to be thrown for a three-yard loss on the play. I believe that was Austin Hake with the initial pressure applied. It's going to be third down and four. So a loss of four, beg your pardon. It's going to be third down and five. One minute left to go in the game. Dakota Wesleyan looking to the sideline. This play will be run with under 40 seconds to go. So Wesleyan in no hurry to run another play. Eight seconds left. Now five on the play clock. Zach Lester fakes the handoff, keeps it himself. No, no, the fumble. And the defenders will get it back, and that'll do it. 34 seconds left to go. Dort will snap the football one time. And the defenders will have their third win of the season in five tries. First and 10 for the defenders after the fumble recovery at their own 43-yard line. So another turnover by the Tigers. And everybody's favorite formation, the victory formation. We'll victory kneel it down formation for the defenders. Finish this thing off. 
And I believe that is Caleb Marish actually in to take the snap, takes a knee, and that's the ball game. Our final score, the defenders, 57, Dakota Wesleyan, 22. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll be back with a look at the numbers right after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. 57-22, the defenders get a win today over Dakota Wesleyan in Great Plains Athletic Conference action. And uh, Kyle Achterhoff, our post-game thoughts. Explosive plays in the first half, and the defense uh, rose to the occasion, I thought, in the second half more or less. allowed, Ended up allowing ten points, but really only three when the game was still somewhat in question. Yeah, uh, last score there, giving up. Kind of, yeah, with your second unit on the field defensively and um, did did a lot of really good things defensively in the second half, made some nice adjustments in the locker room, and, and the defense came out and executed well. And, um, yeah, a lot to build on there. And offensively, getting a couple guys back was, was a, a lift for this Dort team. And um, now with the week off and two weeks to prepare for Big rivalry game. Uh, you got to like the way the, the team responded today. And they wanted to have some more balance in the first half, and they did. Uh, kept the defense honest and started off the second half with that big play, a pass play offensively that resulted in a touchdown. And those are the kind of things that are going to be helpful with more things for defenses to think about and prepare for, yeah. uh, that's exactly what they needed to do. Well, absolutely. You know, you don't want to be one-dimensional um, and and not that door it is at all. Um, being able to spread the ball around, you know, obviously, Clayberg had a great, great game running the ball, uh, solid game throwing the ball, getting jungling involved again in the past game. But, you know, having a number of backs um, – you know, with the inside run game, the outside run game, the more that a defense has to prepare for, the better off you're going to be. The defenders end up putting up 563 yards of rushing offense, 697 for the ball game. They limit Dakota Wesleyan to 166 on the ground and 252 in the air. The uh, defenders, uh, well, uh, nearly 700 yards of offense. And as you alluded to, a lot of players with a lot of yards on the ground, led by Clayberg's 222, Levi Skonova, 98. Carter Skibout ends up with 86. And, uh, yeah, now it's two weeks. Try to get some people healthy and uh, try to stay healthy and get ready for that game. Uh, You're at the midpoint now. Uh, You've kind of figured out, I would hope, who you are as a team and what you can hang your hat on. And now the last six weeks are trying to continue to do what you do and do it well. Right, yeah. You want to refine some things. You want to look at film and um, take advantage of this time. You know, uh, like you mentioned, get some guys healthy, get them feeling a little bit better. You got some guys up front dinged up a little bit, hopefully nothing serious. And, uh, you know, it's just that that point. It's a perfect time for a bye, really, Um, halfway through the season. You know, guys are a little bit dinged up. Uh, as as a collective unit, so you want to get them feeling good. Um, you know, how do you approach the off week? You know, you you want to probably give them some time, but but work on some things because you want to stay sharp. You want to stay fresh, uh, and you don't want to have a letdown uh, when you come back after a week off. Get refreshed and get ready for Northwestern in two weeks. They've just handed me the 
rundown of the statistics, Kyle, and uh, any time that your scoring summary takes nearly an entire page, uh, you know that there's been a lot of scoring, obviously. 79 combined points. Dort wins 57-22, and uh, the defenders go to 3-2 and two for the year. Dakota Wesley and a team that uh, they've still got a lot of the year left and still a lot of things that they can accomplish. Those goals might look different than Dort's, but they still have a lot of the season left. Yeah, absolutely for this Dakota Wesleyan team. They they got some things to build on. Um, they got some o- offensive weapons, um, and they do enough good things defensively. They didn't they didn't show a lot today. Um, that's the side of the ball that they definitely need to improve on. But um, yeah, you don't want to don't want to waste second half of the season, and so you're gonna continue to work and get better. But uh, did uh, Defort did Dort uh, punt today? Did not. Did not. Did That's not always punt. a good sign. If you don't punt, that's usually a good thing. And I think they only punted <laughs> once or twice last week. So it's been two very productive weeks offensively for the defenders. Kyle, again, thank you for your help. And uh, we'll talk again as the season moves along. But, again, thanks for your help and your insight this afternoon. You bet. Great being with you, Mike. That's Kyle Achterhoff, and let's take a quick look at the numbers. We aren't going to go through all of the scoring. We'll hit the high points. Uh, The defenders had five rushing plays of 40 yards or better at least. Noah Clayberg had a long of 54. Levi Sconehoven had a long of 58. Carter Skibod had a long of 46. All three of those scored a touchdown. Tyler Reynolds had a long of 61. And Reese Schnell had a long of 40 this afternoon. Noah Clayberg, 10 of 18 passing, 134 yards. He also ran for 222 yards on 20 rushes. Levi Sconehoven, 9 for 98. Carter Skibot, 8 for 86. Tyler Reynolds, 4 for 53. For Dakota Wesleyan, Kyle Nelson, 13 rushes, 78 yards. Spencer Negebauer, 3 rushes, 59 yards. Kyle Nelson, 14 of 27 passing. For 179 yards, Garrett Dieterman, two catches, 73 yards. Negabauer, four for 58. Chance Sorensen, two for 42. And Preston Emerson had four for 34. That will do it for our broadcast this afternoon of Dort football. Once again, football play today, Dort 57, Dakota Wesleyan, 22. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Good afternoon.